Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Byrne. It's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. Why are you doing it, Bill? Because I'm just checking in on you. That's all I'm doing here, sitting here by myself at the end of the night. Had a great night tonight. Great night. You know, I went out with the family, the family bag east. Went out, got something to eat, and my daughter was just making my son laugh his ass off. And uh, this woman at the table next to us said, oh, your daughter's funny. And I was just like, yes! Woo! Uh, It was awesome. Afterwards, we were hanging out, you know. My wife was handling the check because we're a progressive couple. Um, No, because I'm the dad. And she goes, these kids are driving me nuts. Go take them down by the car while I fucking close up shop here. So I'm like, all right. (laughs) So we're down there. And there's these rocks and both my kids were just picking the rocks up and firing them as hard as they could into the woods. It was awesome. It was just really awesome to see, you know. And uh, I think they're both going to be, a, you know, into sports and stuff. My daughter is like crazy for skateboarding and shit. It's awesome. It's just awesome seeing that they're going to be, uh, you know, you know, doing that type of stuff. Because I swear to God, if they both got into books, I'd be sitting there like, uh, are these my kids? <laughs> um, anyway, oh, Jesus, fucking what a sad week. What a fucking sad week, man. Still have not even begun to deal with the shock of losing Bob Saget. It's just so fucking brutal. Um Fucking brutal. Fucking brutal. And the amount of dumb shit that people are saying. Is is it the new thing now? Anytime a celebrity dies, like Betty White dies, and they go, that's because she got the booster. It's so fucking, they're just so fucking. <laughs> yeah, who the fuck knows Betty White on the internet? Some random fucking person. Oh, yeah, she was hanging out with you. Like, how the fuck do none of none of these people know any of these people that they're fucking talking about? And uh I don't know. But you gotta blame modern medicine just for their existence. Cause that's what has kept them alive or their parents alive so that they could fuck and then make them so that they could then go on the internet and express their ideas. You know, and build their brand and, and, and just cultivate this sea of fucking morons. Fucking morons, you know. And this is coming from somebody who went to summer school almost every year. I should have gone every year of high school, but I just quit in the end. Senior year is like, well, what's the point, man? <laughs> so I can get into a little better community college? Um, anyway, but... It's actually, I got to be honest with you, it's kind of a good thing to uh, every once in a while be on the inside of something and then listen to fucking idiots who are on the outside and just watch them come up with these fucking theories. Uh, Everything, anything you do in this TV shows, movies, documentaries, putting on a benefit. Uh, Somebody gets mad about something and comes up with this angle of fucking horseshit and these people just, they just run with it. They just run with it. And it's unf- the shit that they fucking... Do you know there's people on the internet who speak for dead comedians? Like they know what dead comics are saying and what they're thinking. People who never met them. Constantly. 
will be fucking tweeting or will tweet to me about a dead friend that I have and what they're thinking. It's like, that is an amazing, amazing ability. <laughs> I had somebody go like, you know, the fact that I've been listening to, uh, you know, I decided to go with the mainstream on this one, right? You know, and I don't give a shit if you've gone the other way. God bless you. I hope you're, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I hope it is just a cold. Um, but I went with the mainstream one. And somebody wrote, they told me with absolute confidence what George Carlin would be thinking of me right now. <laughs> it's just like, well, gee, that's an incredible, uh, that's an incredible ability you have. Uh, well, what would Abraham Lincoln be thinking? Can you do presidents too? Or do you just, you just do, can you do dead presidents or just dead comedians? You know, is it like doctors where some are foot doctors and others are heart doctors? Others are internet doctors. The internet doctors, I'll tell you about them. They have command of the entire body where doctors who actually went to medical school seem to just, you know, realize the body's so complex that they just break off into one area that they need specialists because that's how complex it is. Unless you didn't go to the me medical school and you're on the internet, then, then you know everything. Or if you were a doctor and you were kicked out of mainstream, the mainstream medical air. That, those are my favorite fucking people because they, they kicked him out because he's telling the truth, man. It's like, okay, I'll go with that. I'm not, I'm not going to defend big pharmaceutical on any level and not say that they're evil fucks that didn't kill a bunch of people. Okay, but you just can't automatically then assume that everyone who got kicked out is good. Some people get kicked out because they're reckless because they killed a patient, because they did a procedure that didn't need to be done because they wanted to buy a Ferrari. I swear to God, I watch American Greed. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Seriously, I'm fucking around. But like uh, a number of episodes on American Greed were people in the medical field who wanted to live. There was this fucking guy that moved to the middle of fucking nowhere. I forget why he did it. He just thought that he could get a lot of victims out there. And he just did all of these fucking procedures and fucked up all of these people's lives and was just making incredible, incredible amounts of money in the middle. That's what did him in. Uh, I don't know if he got high in his own supply or he didn't, you know, if he underestimated the other guy's greed or whatever that Frank Lopez speech was. I don't know what he did. But uh, he got a little too fucking crazy with it. And they ended up figuring out, hey, man, you live in the middle of fucking, you know, South Dakota with a population of about 200 people. And you did uh, $19.8 million last year in uh, medical uh, stuff. Uh, was there an avalanche out here? Was there some sort of plane crash? Where, where exactly did you get? What do you? And he's like, any fucking guy just takes off, goes to Florida. You know, that's where all the rebels go. Florida, all the weak people go to California to try to get sitcoms like me. But all the rebels, all the true fucking, you know, the people that know what's going on, man, they go down to fucking, they go down to Florida. That's where it's done. Hey, if you were going to bail, if you were going to bail in your life, like you're like, you know what? I'm sick of the rat race. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Where would you go? And what would your fake name be? If for some reason, like whatever, they, there wasn't social media and the internet where people would fucking rat you out and stuff. 
you know, I'm trying to think where I would go. I think I would go to Tennessee. I think Tennessee's like perfect. Perfect climate, you know. They got the beautiful mountains on the east. I wouldn't go to Nashville, though. There's too many fucking people in Nashville. I go wherever that fucking F-100 thing is every year that I keep saying I'm going to go to and I never fucking make it. It's a big F-100 show in one of those small towns in Tennessee. I would move, I would live like fucking 10 miles outside of it, like Uncle Jesse or Cooter on Dukes of Hazard. I would live out there off a fucking dirt road. No, that'd be too scary. I'm too much of a city kid. I couldn't fucking deal with that. You know what I mean? The fucking wildlife out there. I've listened to too many country songs. What was that Charlie Daniels one about the fucking old guy that buried all the money in the fucking mason jars? And the people went out there to kill him and they threw him in the fucking swamp to get eaten by them. That's probably down north uh, fucking New Orleans. They threw him in the fucking, what was it, the swamp or some shit to get eaten by the alligators. They picked up the mason jars and then they went into quicksand. And the last thing they heard was the old guy cackling and laughing as they went under. You know what I learned on my last little trip here? I learned that uh, you actually, you don't sink all the way under like they have it in Hollywood. It's just another one of Hollywood's lies, man. Because your body is whatever, your, whatever percentage of water, once you get up to about your waist or your chest, you just sort of float. You just kind of got to muck your way out of it. Um, I actually walked in quicksand on my last little trip there. I didn't tell you about my vacation, man. I had a great fucking time. I had a great time. Scary time, too, you know, just seeing. You know, I was out in Utah, and I was seeing the Colorado River and how fucking dried up it is. It's just unbelievable what is happening to the environment and how none of these fucking news places, uh, stations, pay attention to it even remotely because all of their fucking advertisers are part of the fucking problem that's drying it up, or so many of them are. You know, I think that's why they always go after comedians, because we're just fucking easy targets. Did you hear this joke the guy said at the Comedy Zone? I mean, what is this? What is happening to this country? Was it worse than fucking the Colorado River not reaching the ocean for the last 20 years or whatever? Was the joke worse than that? Is that what it was? Anyway, I was out there, so... um you know, I'm a sober guy now, except when I go out to the desert. So I did some mushrooms. And man, I got to tell you something. I had a fucking blast. I had such a good fucking time. And what I love about those things is I only have the desire to do them like once a year or once, you know. I only do them if like I'm with my wife and we're fucking in the middle of nowhere. My kids aren't there. So it's just like, all right, I don't have any responsibility. I feel safe out here. It's fucking nature, man. And, uh, oh my God, I had such a good fucking time. They kicked in and like right behind where we were staying, it literally looked like a cliff that Wiley Coyote would fucking jump off of, you know? And all those rocks became like an audience and I was just talking to them and shit. <laughs> and I was having... I never got freaked out. I just enjoyed the, the whole, everything was fucking moving. It was wild. And then I came in and I sat down and I watched the Chargers Raiders game. Just tripping balls. And I just, it was fucking amazing. 
because you're tripping and then you come out of it and then you go back into it and you're like, oh, good, it's not over. Um, it was such a great game and I actually was watching it. I knew what was happening. It just never, it just didn't look like any football game I'd ever seen before. You know, and the announcers' faces were fucking all weird and their heads were going into their shirts and shit. And I was, I was making my wife laugh her ass off. Because at one point, I think Collinsworth was saying, you know, the Chargers' biggest problem tonight is going to be, and I was thinking, yeah, well, your biggest problem is your fucking head's going into your shirt. <laughs> it was amazing. I had, such, I had such a fucking great time. I was actually sad when it was over. It was incredible. And then I, uh, yeah, I just did what I always did. It was just like, all right. Now, I mean, last time I, I fucking, the only other time I did them, I was immediately, I mean, I had a bad trip and I was like, I need to figure out what's wrong with me. And I was basically stone sober until for 11 months. And now I did them again. And now I have no desire, you know, I don't, it's not going to go start drinking again or fucking smoke weed or anything. I'm just like, that was fun. So I think that's going to be my thing, man. I think once every year, year and a half, whenever I get time and my wife gets time and we fucking go away somewhere, you know, <clears throat> if the kids are there, I'm not doing it. But every once in a while, if I'm out in fucking nature, man, it's fucking fun as hell. I get it. I fucking get it. <laughs> Good times to be had. Dude, I was standing there, right? And it's weird when the shit comes on, all of a sudden, everything around you is just like alive. And I'm like, all right, hey, how's it going? Good to see you guys again. This is literally what I remember saying. And then I kind of saw something moving out to the left. And I was like, hey, hey, buddy, didn't see you over there. I was talking to them like they were people. <laughs> I kind of told this story on anything better, but I'll, I'll tell it to you guys. Just in, I'll tell it again, just in case, because I don't think you guys all listen to anything better also with Paul Verzi. So when I first walked out there, you know, and I, it started coming on, I started hearing like voices and we were on like, you know, Navajo or near it anyways, the land that the government, you know, gave them after they stole it and after we all stole it. Right. And, uh, I was hearing these voices and I was thinking like, Oh my God, because I couldn't make out what they were saying. I was like, wait a minute. Am I hearing the spirits of the fucking Indians that used to be here? And all of a sudden I saw this movement in the Hills and I was like, the fuck is that? Is that like, cause I'm tripping or is that actually a person? And it looked like a person. I was like, and then they kind of looked like a cowboy. I'm like, is that a fucking cowboy? Wait, did I just open a porthole into the fucking 1800s? Like, what's going on here, man? And then out of nowhere, the cowboy just stopped and looked at me and he just goes, hello. <laughs> he was way away from me. And it felt like he was like right next to me. And I was like, what the fuck? I didn't know you heard shit and saw stuff. This is amazing. And then I hear him talking to this woman. She goes, all right, be careful. I love you. And he's like, okay. And he starts walking away and starts walking sort of parallel to the rocks that I'm looking at. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I go back into the little bungalow and I'm like, Nia, 
I go, can you go outside and tell me if there's a cowboy walking across the backyard? So she starts cracking up laughing. You know, she didn't do it. Like, she just let me do it. Um, so she fucking goes out there. <laughs> she goes, there's nobody out there. And she's laughing her ass off. And I was like, what the fuck? And I told her the whole story. I was like, I didn't know you like heard voices and all. This is fucking insane. So I sat down, I ate, and then that's when I sat down and I watched the fucking, the Raiders Chargers, and they showed like the beginning and they were like panning around that stadium with all the lights and stuff. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I'm going, this is amazing. And Nia, God bless her. She was sitting there because she was afraid I was going to have a bad trip or whatever because um, of the sadness of the past week. You know, that was the day when Bob... I found out Bob passed and, uh, but like, I just, you know, I just said to myself, I'm not going to think about that sad stuff. I'm just going to have a good time. Um, not to mention I had already taken him when I found out that he had passed. So then I was like, Oh fuck, this is going to be brutal, but I don't know. Maybe some of Bob's happiness was in me. I don't know what. So anyway, I have a great time. Um, and then the next morning we wake up and we go to the communal area where there's breakfast, right? And when we finish breakfast, as we're getting up to leave, I see the cowboy come walking in, except he wasn't dressed like a cowboy. He was just dressed like a fucking person from 2022. And I go, Nia, she's like, what? And I'm like, that's the fucking cowboy I saw last night, except he's not wearing cowboy clothes. And she goes, what? I go, I think that's the guy I saw last night. I don't think I saw a cowboy. I think it was that guy. And she starts cracking up. And we, breakfast ends. And we walk back up to where we're staying. And then that guy pulled up in a golf cart. And he was in the bungalow right next to me. And that's when I realized I didn't see a cowboy. I saw that guy. And that guy saw me. And he said hello to me because he saw me looking at him. And I didn't say hello back to him because I didn't think he was real. <laughs> Oh, shit. So there you go. That's my mushroom story. Um, <laughs> it was such a fucking, a fucking good time, man. It was such a good time. Uh, but like I said, if you guys are all worried, because I've been, you know, pretty much a sober guy. I haven't sober, you know. I mean, I was fucking with weed, you know, 2018, I quit booze, and then I slowly was replacing it with weed. And then I was like, I got to stop this shit. But I wasn't, and then I took mushrooms, and then I stopped. And then, well, I guess so 11 months, I didn't do anything, and then I took mushrooms again. And then I was coming back worried that I'd be going, hey, let's get some fucking weed, and I haven't, and I've had no desire to do it. So uh, it's pretty fucking cool. Um, that you can have an experience like that and it doesn't, at least for how it's working for me, is it doesn't make me want to go back and be a fucking idiot again. Um, you know, plus having my kids here really helps. It's like, I'm not, I just could never get past. That was like, you know, the end of my drinking days when I was downstairs watching like me TV and I'd be getting shit faced and my daughter was upstairs and I'm like, if somebody came in right now, if something happened to her, like I can't fucking, I'm legally shit faced. 
Like, what am I doing? I'm going to be that guy. Oh, daddy liked his scotch. I was like, I can't be that guy. (laughs) So anyway, um, let's do, uh, let's do some of the reads here for this week. Oh, look who it is. Our old friends here. Meandies, meandies. Look at that fucking guy. Meandies, meandies. He's looking right into my eyes. But he looks like the Lone Ranger. I'm not sure. I'm not saying hi back. That's the cure. But then you see him at breakfast and he gives you a look and says, look, that's that bald brute prick who didn't say hello, but I bet he had on his fucking MeUndies. All right, MeUndies, is someone you love in a relationship with somebody who tells the same joke over and over? Oh, my God. My wife would have a field day with that line. Or are they with somebody who has the audacity to starfish the bed? Um, nobody has the audacity. They either they just starfish in the bed because they're trying to get comfortable. And then it's up to you to fucking say, hey, cunty, why don't you pull in your limbs there? Instead of audacity, maybe they're testing you to see if you have the inner strength, you know? If you're going to claim your rightful half of the bed, or are you going to be somebody that they can control? Uh, now, be honest. Is this somebody you? Relationships are not perfect. That's why MeUndies is celebrating our imperfectly perfect matches with their new Valentine's Day collection. Gifting underwear for Valentine's Day? Groundbreaking. Ah, fuck. Is that coming up already? These fucking corporate cunts, do they give you a goddamn fucking month off? We just got through the fucking holiday season. Jesus fucking Christ. Dude, Valentine's Day is such a fucking kick in the seeds every year. It's like you're just getting your bills coming in from fucking Christmas. And then, hey, you know, you got to let her know again. For what? It's not her birthday. Gifting underwear for Valentine's Day. Groundbreaking. I love it. Sounds cheap to me. Let's do it. But gifting but gifting matching underwear to, for you and your significant other, now we're talking. I know that sounds stupid to a lot of you guys, but it's great. Because they know that you think it's stupid, but they think it's cute. So if you do it anyway, you get points. And they might get so lost in the dopamine of, Aw, you did that for us? that they'll not realize that you barely spent any money. Express your one-of-the-kind relationship uh, when you match your bottom half to your better half in fun limited edition prints. I'm going to do this. If you're single, mingle in matching pairs with your friends or family. Doesn't that mean you want to bang your friend or family? If we're fucking, you're going to start off with, I don't know, that was, that you, you, you should have put that first. You know, uh, before talking about intimate relationships, you can even get dog hoodies. Oh, great. Now, bestiality or buddy bands to match your four legged BFF. Oh, my God. There's one. There's a one way ticket to jerk off town. Me and my dog wear the same underwear. Oh, is that what you do? Great. Uh, be sure to check out all of me undies, super cute and super soft undies, socks, bralettes. Loungewear, I'm into the loungewear, I like that shit. And more more available in sizes from extra small 
to 4XL. Uh, MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. For a limited time only, you get 25% off your first order. The only thing that gives orders is balls. Uh, first order of matching pairs for Valentine's Day. Uh, I'm going to look these up after I do, do this next read. <coughs> and as a first-time purchaser, you can also get 15% off in free shipping right to your door. To get 25% off matching pairs, 15% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash Burr. That's MeUndies.com slash Burr. All right, a couple more here. All right, Roman. You know, when the moment for intimacy arrives, you need to be ready. All right, Roman ready. Whether you've been in a relationship for years or you're just getting started, having the confidence that comes from preparation means you're free to enjoy the moment when the moment comes. This is hilarious. You take this shit and your dick is just ready to go. It's just listening to you spitting game the whole night. Like, come on. Open the fucking door. Let's go. Like a paratrooper. Like, what's his face in state of grace? Let's fucking go. Even though you are far from ordinary, the truth is that erectile dysfunction is really common. In fact, 52% of guys aged 40 to 70, 70, yeah, experience some form of erectile dysfunction. Go to GetRoman.com slash Bird now to speak to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional about erectile dysfunction and get $15 off your first month of treatment. Roman's system is completely confidential and totally discreet. No big logos or labels on packages. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free within, with two-day shipping. Go to getroman.com slash birth today, and if you're prescribed, get $15 off your first month of ED treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this fall. Roman ready. Isn't that great? You're going bald, they can fix that. Your dick's fucking staring at the ground, having the blues, they can fix that. I mean, it's fucking amazing. It's amazing what they can do. Your hair's standing up all spiky, your fucking dick saluting your hairline. Be a whole new man. All right, Simply Safe, everybody. You know, if you've ever wanted to make your home feel safer, there's no better time than right now. Right now, our friends at Simply Safe are giving my listeners access to all their New Year's holiday deals. 20% off. Ah! Sorry, 20% off their award-winning home security and your first month is free when you sign up for the interactive monitoring service. I love Simply Safe because it has everything you need to make your home safe. Indoor and outdoor cameras, which are great. It's also awesome if you watch like late at night, you can see like fucking varmint UFC going down with raccoons fighting over your fucking garbage and chasing off squirrels. Um, makes great YouTube videos. I love Simply Safe uh, because it has everything you need to make your home safe. Indoor and outdoor cameras, comprehensive sensors, all monitored around the clock by trained professionals who send help the instant you need it. Simply Safe was even named Best Home Security System of 2021 by U.S. News and World Report. You can easily customize a system 
for your home online in minutes and even get free custom recommendations. There are no long-term contracts or commitments. It's a really easy way to get started, to start feeling a bit more peace of mind in the new year. Hurry, take 20% off your Simply Safe system and your first month is free when you sign up for the interactive monitoring service. Visit simplysafe.com slash burr. Again, that's simplysafe.com slash burr for $20 off your entire system. All right, I'm going to look up two things here. We're going to go to MeUndies. MeUndies, MeUndies, ba-ba-da-ba-dee-ba-boo-ba-doo-doo-doo-ba-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. Valentine's Day, hey, hey. Let's see what they got here. MeUndies, newest prints. All right, let's see what they got for the match me. Just the way you are. Look at that. They got a couple of ladies. Look at them being all progressive. Lesbian love right off the bat. Couple of fucking white people. She's got dyed hair, so you know he's got a tattoo. Look at them. They're fucking cutting edge. And then down in the right-hand corner, they have the impossibly good-looking young couple. I mean, they really, they hit everything there. All right, so where is it? Match me, just the way you are. Shop gift, shop gift guide. All right. All right, we're back to the lesbians. All right. Shredded Asian guy. They just got everything going on here. All right. I don't know what, I don't even know what, what, okay, here we go. All right. You know what I hate? I fucking can't stand is sex and food combined. It's just so fucking gross. You know that? Remember that nine and a half weeks when he was banging her in the kitchen and he's just fucking wasting all that food. It's just like, what are you doing? Well, you ever go to a titty bar and they go, you guys want some wings? It's like, no, if I wanted wings, I go to a restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fucking eating your food here. Um, oh, there's the matching ones. Jesus Christ. They should have a fucking link to a treadmill on this goddamn thing. All right. I get it. Okay. I'm just old. Okay. That's not what underwear models used to look like when I was a kid. Underwear models used to make you feel bad about yourself. (laughs) All right. Now, uh, rapper bangs girlfriend at, uh, what the fuck was it? It was at a, a hockey game. Was this real or was this just made up? Oh, he's not. Okay. He wasn't having sex at an NHL game. He was just messing around. Oh, I see it. This website uses cookies. Oh, is that what it does? Kodak Black tricks people into thinking he's having sex at an NHL game. All right, well, that's not exciting. I remember when I was a kid, there was... uh... What the fuck was it? Not when I was a kid. It was a little, I don't know. Probably when I was in my 20s. Makes me feel like a kid. This couple at a concert jumped up on stage. You want to talk about Roman Reddy? She bends over and the guy was just banging her in front of the whole fucking crowd. (laughs) There's got to be a picture of that one. Couple bangs on stage at rock 
concert. Let's see here. Some results may be explicit. Oh, you think so? Um, it was none of these ones. Oh, I can't find it. It was like, all right, couple performs sex act on stage at Punk's Rock concert. All right. That just makes it worse. If they just said they banged, it's like a sex act. Couple has sex on stage at a Norwegian music festival. Oh, this is not like a, an original idea. Uh, lead singer fucks his fangirl on stage at rock show. While the band plays and dances around them, a hippie chick gets fucked hardcore on stage by the lead singer. It says she has a great figure and clearly loves... I'm going to say that this... Oh, it's voyeur style. Oh, that's all bullshit. The bang story from the basement. All right. I swear to God, I saw a picture of it a long fucking time ago. And I, w I was amazed. I was just like that. I mean, talk about like in the moment and not giving a fuck. It'd be funny if you did it and everybody started booing. <laughs> um anyway all right that is the thursday afternoon just before friday monday morning podcast um now we're gonna do oh jesus we're gonna do a clip you're gonna hear a quick version of my mushroom story i apologize uh it's gonna be i forget if you listen to this that's oh this is just a clip this is from the uh oh no this won't be in this this is just our picks this is the episode you get to hear who won the Jimmy the Greek Award um, with uh, me and Verzi picking four games against the spread, battling with each other through 18 weeks of NFL football. We had a great time. It came right down to the wire. All right, here it is. Have a listen. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Anything Better uh, NFL preview show. The last show, the regular season is done, but uh, we have the playoffs uh, starting right now, guys. And as you know, uh, by now we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up yet uh, for BetMGM, just use bonus code BURR. You'll get $200 free after placing your first $10 bets. Here's how it works. You download the BetMGM app. You sign up using bonus code BURR. That's B-U-R-R. -R. Could not be more easy. You place your first $10 money line bet. Uh, any NFL game, you'll receive $200 in free bets immediately after placing your bet. Regardless of the outcome, just make sure you use bonus code BURR. That's B-U-R-R. -R. Um, but, yes, we will go over a dramatic ending to our regular season and we will get into um this is how dramatic it is i don't even know who won it's flip-flop like three times who won dude, dude hold on let's we're gonna get into what happened because something wild happened um we're gonna get into that and then we're gonna do our wild card picks and then we're gonna do your your mic's off your mic is off lost your pug start can't hear you You gotta post that. <laughs> Can't 
Can't hear you. We cannot hear you. This is like watching somebody flip out in the car next to you. You can't hear what they're saying. We, I was we were trying to tell Bill what's going on with the thing. So let's, we, we should pause this and tell him everything. That no, happened. no, tell me. Just keep going. What's okay. going on? So here's what happened. Last night, I did all the math. I watched every fucking episode because there were some discrepancies. Andrew had said that I won by half a game. I said, I got to look at that. I can't, I can't, I'm not winning any stupid shit like this if, if we don't, if it's not sure. I went over the games last night. When I went over the games last night, <laughs> Uh, and I fucking wrote it all. He's going out. like I'm ten hours in. I'm like, why isn't he just fast oh, forwarding? My my wife just said, "What the fuck?" I wasted all because I wanted to make sure. Because I was like, I don't know, man. I don't want anything. So, anyways, went to bed last night. I was trying to do the math. You were, you had a uh, half a game lead. I sent it to Andrew and Bet MGM, and I told them that. And then they had told me that I took the Packers in Week Eight, and uh, I counted it as a loss, but it was a win. But yeah. hey, Paul, guess what? Guess what? I don't give a and fuck. Bill did something. You no, did but dude, job. what about Bill, dude? Dude, you did something, Bill, that fucking hurt. You go like this. You go, all right, then fuck it. In week nine, you go, fuck it, dude. Then I'm taking the bills. I'm taking the bills. And then at the very end, you go, nah, then I'll just go head to head Cardinals. And that was your four and oh. And that's the game that we that we didn't have. But yeah, but I, I did something stupid also when you were just like, there's the fucking with Urban Meyer, there's no way Jacksonville, this is a lock, oh, and it just yes. bumped me. So just out of spite, I took that fucking game. So you go, yeah, because you wanted to debunk it. Um, yes, we're no, no, we're, no I, we're, that's one of my life missions, Paul. What's that? Telling gamblers that they don't, there's no such thing as a lock. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Because when gamblers talk about a lock, oh my God, I fucking blah, 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 blah. They only talk about the victories, Paul. Those other locks that don't make it, they don't add that into their average. Um, I got to say something before we get into this wild card weekend. Watching our show for 18 episodes, I just did the picks. So it was literally only like 10 minutes each thing. So it was only a couple hours, but watching it, I almost called you to say this, but I know you don't like to take compliments and I know that you're busy. So the last thing you wanted to do, dude, you said things during that fucking show that were so fucking on and precise that if you look back, it's like futuristic shit. And uh, I knew I was smart, dude. You said a couple of things about coaches and you said a couple of things about shootouts and you said a couple of things about teams that were on the road. And I was just going, dude, guys, the last week, uh, I got to tell you, I'm at the Falcon Saints game. I don't know what's going on. And all I know is like a non winner. I go Owen four. I fucking stumbled to the thing. And then I look at Bill and Bill's 0-3. And, and I go, oh, shit. We may both fucking just crap out. And, of course, <laughs> Bill Bill goes to the gift that keeps on fucking giving, which is Tom Brady. The game was close into the third quarter, and the Bucks ended up winning. But now. Dude, that, I lost money on him all year. Every time I took them, they shit the bed. Yeah, and every time I took the Cardinals, they shake. Oh, and here are our go-tos. This I want money on the card. Who are your go-tos this no, year? No, no. So the go-tos after I went through all the weekends and I wrote everything down, Bill went hard. <laughs> Bill loved the Cardinals. I loved the Steelers. Okay. Seattle. 
What? Yeah, Bill loved the Seahawks. <laughs> Bill, you liked the Seahawks even when they were like no chance. You were like, no, but they covered, dude. They covered a lot. No, yeah, you you like them. The the I I love the Packers. I was a big Packers. Um, but I now, loved the Bills in the beginning. I got on the Colts bandwagon. Carson Wentz scores points, and then I, I rode that too long. Eventually, they fuck you. Uh, another thing I took from it is. The head-to-heads, dude. I just, I beat. I think once or twice you beat me like four times in the head-to-heads. Um, but then you beat me. Yeah, you beat me like twice, something like but, that. But but now the playoff picture is done, everybody, and uh, we have in the AFC the Las Vegas Raiders playing. There Joe, is. playing Joe Burrow. Do the thing. In that game is in Cincy. We have your New England Patriots on the road in Buffalo. That's the uh, Saturday night game. Ooh. And then Sunday, the Philadelphia Eagles are going to get their <laughs> are going to see Sayonara to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay uh, Bucks. That's the one o'clock game Sunday. And then, uh, oh boy, you got the San Francisco 49ers and the Cowboys in Dallas. That's a great game. And then you have. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Chiefs and your Arizona Cardinals at the Rams. That's what the playoff picture looks like right now. And, Bill, this is the fun time where we get to tease you. That Cardinals-Rams game is the game for me. All right, well, the Cardinals-Rams game, we're going to do some teases for the fans. And me and Bill can do this together. So we're going to – oh, by the way, real quick, the last thing I got to say. We closed out the year hitting our third Monday night special. We had a lot of people betting. We made the money. And guys, how many sports shows done by comedians when they both beat the book? Okay. They're both over. How many done by people who are actually in sports? They pick against the fucking money line. No, 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 dude. Me and you both beat the book after 72 games of picking. And we hit three Monday night specials. Who does that? We need a raw article about that. Can we get Michael O'Brien on it? Like, like ooh, no comedians are doing this. All Why right. the fuck again? I can't fucking look at the. Th- Do I just go to Bet MGM? Yeah. Oh, here it is. I'm an idiot. There it is. I got so it. Bill, right. I got so it. Bill, what I like to do, and I think Bet MGM likes us to do it too, and I think it's the best way to do it is teasing games. We get six points to play with each way. And uh, I don't like teasing, Paul. Okay. You know where you stand with me. I don't play what about, games. What Sorry. about this, though? What about let's do a two-team They have a with, Monday night playoff game. Jesus Christ, that's incredible. incredible. What about I like giving the Patriots six because then they have ten and a half, and then we put another team with six points. You like the Patri- I like the Patriots getting ten and a half in Buffalo. You? I like I like that. Uh, I don't know. That game scares me. I will I will I would tease the fucking Bengals in a second. Okay, you want to tease the Bengals? You want to tease the Bengals down to to getting one? Yeah, I do that, and I'll tease. Yeah, I'll tease the Patriots getting ten and a half. I think that that's going to be a motherfucker of a game. I think at the end of the day, I think the head coach with the talent that he has. I think that you know whoever wins that game, they're gonna it's gonna they're gonna eke it out. That's gonna be a 
That's going to be a nail biter. So I this love this. This is the best, dude. This up. is the best. Me and Bill get to team forces and do these teases. So there you go, Andrew. They're for the better. The team forces. Join forces, Paul. So you, yeah, you know what I mean? So here's the thing. Hey, Paul, karma's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take the New England Patriots, just to repeat, sir, but the new, we're going to do a two team tease. New England Patriots getting 10 and a half in Buffalo and the yep. Cincinnati. And the Cincinnati Bengals getting one at home against the Raiders. The Raiders. All right, Bill. Which team do you think has a better chance of getting upset? Tampa Bay against the Eagles or the Chiefs against the Steelers? Oh, fuck. Well, listen. I love a cowboy movie like anybody. So... (laughs) I want to see the old gunslinger come in against the Chiefs. Uh, I'll tell you this. This is what this is my feeling on the Chiefs. Cowboy versus Indian, baby. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Steel worker versus fucking arrowhead. Um, I think if if the if the Chiefs fucking snap out of it. And kick the shit out of the Steelers. They're going to the Super Bowl, or they're going to lose this week. I don't think there's. I don't think there's that they. They're either going to just shit the bed the first week against the Steelers, or they're going back to the Super Bowl. That's what I think. Um. Well, Andrew, how many games do they want us to do? They want us to do like two games or three games. Yeah, whatever you want to do, as many. Let's as pick them all. Yeah. All right. Go down. Pick them. Yeah. Just pick them all. All right. How, what do you all think? Right. Where, where's right. the game at? It's an Arrowhead. Well, we yeah, we already took the first two on a tease. So let's talk Philadelphia Bucks. The Buccaneers are eight and a half point favorites at the old sombrero. And um, the Eagles, you know, the Eagles got in kind of barely there. You know, I, I don't know. You know, Jalen Hurts is a quarterback. I mean, I like Brady and them to win the game. Do they win by 10? Probably. I would tease the Eagles up. You would tease the Eagles up. More points, yeah. I just don't think the Tampa Bay's been consistent. Dude, we could tease it down to two and a half, though. You Wait, the Eagles win- are getting points, right? Yeah, but we could also tease the, the Bucks down to two and a half, having to win by a field goal. Oh. Uh, we, we could do it. We can, the, the six points. We, hey, listen, it's our six points. We do what we want with it. Um, I think the Eagles are going to play him good. I really do. I don't know why. I haven't got. I haven't had a feel for fucking Tampa Bay the whole year. They have looked like they're going to going to go back to back, and then they look like they're going to shit the bed. The same thing with like the the Chiefs. Every time the Chiefs look like they were dead and buried, it looked like they figured it out again. Um, right. You know what? You know what? You rolled with me on my first tease. I'll roll with you on this. We could do the Philadelphia Eagles getting. What would that 14? be? Fourteen. It would be, what it would uh, it's eight and a half, Andrew, right? Plus yeah, so they'd get six. They'd be fourteen and a half. I'll take the so, Eagles in fourteen and a half. Okay, so take the Eagles over two touchdowns, which is good. Fourteen and a half, and I say we tease Dallas. Uh, Dallas can't lose that game. Wait, what about the Chiefs Steelers? We got to tease that one too. Let's tease well, we, them up, Paul. No, we could tease the Steelers one with the Cardinals and Rams. So there's six games. All right, but what, who did we tease the uh, the Tampa Tampa game with? 
Yeah, we're going to that's that's what we we could decide that now. You want to do in, okay, so you want to do the Tampa game with the Steelers game? Oh, I see. You know what I would do? I would tease the two two games I'm not the most sure of. I would tease together. Rather than have it take down two bets. I like that. That's a better's mentality. I like that. So, well, so so you're saying that the ones that you don't know too well would be the Steelers and Chiefs? Yeah, that that one is a motherfucker of a game. Um, you want to give you want to give the Steelers eighteen and a half. <clears throat> Big Ben and or, Mike Tomlin are they going to lose by twenty? And dude, is Kansas City going to fucking beat the Steelers? Like I just Big Ben. I think Big Ben. They're going to play for Big Ben. Listen, the last time they played was three weeks ago in KC, and KC beat the shit out of them bad like blowout uh, my only knock against the Steelers is they they're always like this is what we do alright we totally defeated it we're gonna keep doing it um I think tease the, the Chiefs, Chiefs down tease the Chiefs down alright alright it's your bet I like it I like it either way actually alright Andrew tease the Chiefs go. down and tease the Eagles up all right, now we're going to do the 49ers, Cowboys. Oh, dude, this is the game. The Arizona Cardinals, Los Angeles Rams. This is the game I okay, want so let's, to see. So hold on. I just want to make sure it's written down. So, Andrew, Eagles 14 and a half. Chiefs minus six and a half. Because we're taking that down six. Okay. Now we got two more games. San Francisco 49ers at Dallas. Arizona Cardinals at the Los Angeles Rams. Rams are four and a half point favorites in Los Angeles. Cardinals uh, are coming off. Cardinals are coming off a fucking loss, um, which I know all too well. I like um, the Rams in this game. I like their front four. I do too. Um, I don't know what's going on with the Cardinals. I actually think Kyler Murray might be a little hurt. He's got something nagging on him. I don't know what's going on with them. I I I take. I would tease the uh, the Rams down to get in two and a half. And then the uh, – this is just my opinion, Paul. You don't have to go with this. I Cowboys love 49ers, man. I Jeez. love that. I love that bet, by the way. I love the Rams tease down, getting points. That front four at home, I love that. All right. Cowboys 49ers, buddy. I need this help is the on toughest, this This is a tough yeah, one. Yeah, this is a tough one. But I, I think the Cowboys win the game. They can't have another first exit. Dak Prescott's playing great. They Why can't they, Paul? It's it's what they've been doing through fucking ever since Jimmy Johnson has left. Well, what's his face? Barry Switzer got him through. Um, all right, whatever you want. It's the mid nineties, Paul. Paul, since we both had full heads of hair, Dallas Cowboys have just not delivered. <laughs> Dude, that's a great fucking thing. We got to have our listeners. So we want we want to see how successful your team is, but your but you got to have a picture of you now and then the last time they they fucking won a playoff game, dude. That is great. Anything better, <laughs> listeners? Yes, you have to hold a picture of the year, dude. Like Throwback Thursday. That is epic, Andrew. Where can they send that to? I wasn't born. I gotta. I, I got. Oh no! Last time they played I me, mean, they won like a playoff game. What did a run? Oh, okay. So, 99, yeah, maybe? So that would be, no, yeah, 99 was with Sprewell <laughs> when they played the Spurs. I got to find a picture. Marcus Camby, I love that team. 
Anything, uh, dude, that, be, anything better podcast at Gmail. Do that one. Okay, guys, there you go. Send your pictures of you holding yourself a picture of yourself of your T1. Anything better podcast at Gmail. And we'll, we'll, uh, what we can't do all of them. We'll put like, t- we'll put like 10 funny we'll ones. We'll put up, up the funniest ones, dude. We'll There's going to the be funny. some rough ones. That's a great call. Um, I like, this is what I like, Bill. I like the Rams, like you said, down. I like the Cowboys getting three at home in Texas. But if you want to go up, I like the other one, too. I like the Niners getting nine. I like it either way. Ooh, Niners getting nine. Niners getting nine. Is Jimmy G playing? Jimmy G's playing. Is he playing, though? How's he been doing the last few weeks? Oh, no, dude. He came back and beat us. Dude, they were down 17-0 against the Rams. That savage they have on the defensive line, is he back? Is he healthy? Who, Bosa? Yeah. That I don't know. Andrew, can I have that information? Considering I don't know fucking how many wins I have and how many losses. Oh, I'm going to protest that, Paul. I'm going to whine about that like Jim Irsay. By the way, dude, how good looking is Jimmy Garoppolo? That kid came up with his suit in the press conference. Tan. I was just like, this kid is crushing. (laughs) Yeah. The only thing he didn't have was a, you know, you know what I would wear, Bill, in the press conference. I'd wear black turtleneck jacket. Chain outside the turtleneck. <laughs> uh, he's he's playing. He's playing. He is playing. Is he healthy? Yeah. Says healthy post ACL tear. Well, how long has he been back? Um, I think because that guy healthy is a fucking problem. Oh wait a minute. Um, relatively healthy across roster. That's what it says. Yeah. Uh, a couple soon. Uh... I don't know, Paul. Is this the year the Cowboys finally do it? I mean, I don't know. I like 49ers with nine better than I like the Cowboys getting three because I think it's going to be obviously a close game. So why not take nine points instead of just getting three? Okay. I would, I will, I'll roll that way. I, I like the Cowboys. Well, I feel like I'm in like, you're like a battered wife this week. You're not making any, dis- I'm making all of these, you just, no, no, I, I like, I like Dallas better, but, but I'll roll, but I, I, the Niners getting nine is cool. All right. But I feel like we went with everything that I said. So you want, you want to, you want the Cowboys? Let's do the Cowboys getting three and the Rams getting two and a half. I, I, I like that. How I about that- them Cowboys? You know what? Both are home. Both want to, you know, I, I like that. I also think the Cowboys rested up for this game. I like it. Paul, I got a good, I got a good promo picture for us. I dress like Tom Landry and you dress like Jimmy Johnson. Cause that's how we are. I'm all fucking stoic with the fedora and you're more, you're more with the chain out. How about them Cowboys? Dude, here's what we got to do before next year's, before next year's competition starts, me and Bill should shoot a, a photo promo out there where we're different coaches and different years, different. Like we'll go look at players that we look like, dude, that would be nuts, dude. Well, I look like the punter and I, on, on Houston, everybody says, and, and uh, the guy, uh, Sean, what's his face from the Bills? Oh, dude, we'll put a Bills jacket on you with what he wears on the sidelines for the Bills and the hat. That'll be hilarious. Then we'll do one where, uh, yeah, you're like Landry. And I'm, no, 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 who's the guy? Dude, you look like one of the – you look like if we got you a wig, you could play the guy. He, he, was, he was the Browns coach. Remember that time? He's going one time, one time, one time when the guy was lining up for the field goal. I think he missed it too. <laughs> No, who was that? I don't know who that is. 
for some reason I'm thinking Eric Parsegan or something like that, but I think he was a coach in Notre Dame. Let me just uh, let me look up remember, NFL films one time. Bill, you remember Jerry Glanville? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He goes. This he, is he was all the five five fifteen dresses in black. They're going to overcome my game plan. <laughs> he goes. This is the NFL, which stands for not for long when you're making those fucking calls. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Browns coach. All right, NFL films, one time Browns coach. Sam Ratigliano. Yes, that was him. One time. Can I see a, I see a picture? Time. Can I see a picture of him? I'll dress like him and I'll take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> he actually, you know who could do it? Mark Norman could probably do a good Sam Ratigliano. And he's Italian too, which is hilarious. I just got to see the hairstyle. <laughs> it's the wavy black, clean shaven. Uh, oh wow, dude! Get uh, get get that first one there. That first one. <laughs> he's got the brown jacket on. There you go. <laughs> I mean, you look at that guy's face. You tell me that guy does not coach in Cleveland. Oh my! <laughs> you just see the pain of that city on his face, dude. Oh my God, Bill, dude, I gotta get a black wig and do that. Dude, what is it? <laughs> dude I'm not gonna lie. I'm sure he's passed, rest his soul. But dude, that guy looks like he's in a was in an OTB many times. I'll tell you what makes no sense: how bushy his eyebrows are and his forearm is, and he still has a full head of hair. Usually, when a guy that ha- guy's that hairy. It's almost like it falls off your head onto your eyebrows into your fucking arms. He's, he's still alive, Paul. Oh, okay, good. Dude, Great. we got to get him on the podcast. He could Dude, talk old- cardiac kids with Brian Sipe, Reggie Rucker. Can we get the video Ozzie of him saying? Newsome. Can we get the video of him saying one time or no? Oh look, I gotta see that, dude. It be- <laughs> I gotta see. Oh yeah. I mean, this is, yeah. One time, baby. The hands on the knees. One time. One time. One time, baby. One time. One time. Uh, Come on, baby. One time. I think he misses it. One time, baby. One time. One time. Oh, that reminds me. Just once. Bill, that reminded me one time you sent me a video of a guy watching his horse. Do you remember that? He's going, go ahead. And he's, he's going, on. dude, you sent it to me. It was, was I at that thing? The guy whipping his own ass? No, <laughs> no. You you sent me a video of a guy watching it. No, there was a guy. There was a guy. He was he was like miming it, and he had his program. He was going like this, and he was whacking his own ass, like he was hitting the horse, but he was smacking his own ass in a fucking. It was fucking, I, I, I've never seen anything like, you know how, I'm trying to think like sports, you fucking act out, you know, you do, you know, they, like, you, I don't know, if you like bowling or something, you do like body English. This guy was literally riding the horse and taking his program, like, <laughs> I don't know. Are you looking for it, Andrew, or no? No, you are, yeah. If you could get that guy, dude. But one guy was just screaming the, the horse's name. And as the horse got closer, he started screaming the horse's name louder and going, God, God. And then the horse lost. 
Oh, is that sorry, Hope? It was, yeah, he, he just like, yeah. He's like, come on, what are you doing? Come on, ah. <laughs> <It was, laughs> there's something sad but awesome about an 80-year-old doing that. Um, oh, all right, so while you're looking for that, we'll just um, recap these teases, guys. Hope you guys join the tease, teases that we did. We have um, Joe Burrow getting getting one and the New England Patriots getting ten and a half against the Bills. Dude, we got to smoke a cigar with Joe Burrow one day. Yeah, we do. We have the Philadelphia – no, no. What did we do with the Philadelphia Eagles? We teased them up. We teased the Philadelphia Eagles up to 14 yeah, and a half. I think Tampa's going to win that. I like Eagle. I don't think we'll win by that much. Okay. And we teased that game with the Chiefs. The Down. Chiefs getting uh, the Chiefs minus six and a half. And we have the San Francisco Niners getting nine in Dallas. And the Los Angeles. No, no, Rams. no. You took the Cowboys. You took the Cowboys. Okay. I'm sorry. Sorry. See, glad you, uh, the Cowboys, we teased down. The Cowboys are getting three at home. Yep. And the Los Angeles Rams, we teased down six to, so they'll be getting two and a half. Is that right? At home in Los Angeles. So those are our teases for wild card weekend. Um, I'm interesting to I'm interested to see if the Patriots can knock them off. That's a possibility with Belichick and them. Um, that should be good, man. Oh, Billy, Billy's gonna be watching that. <laughs> You're gonna be watching that game. Uh yeah. I think uh yeah, it's they're a really, really good team. They're a really good team. What would so you I, do? I, Mac Jones goes in there. Against Buffalo, like 22 for 25, three touchdowns, 365 he's yards. He, he's definitely due when the Bills beat us the last time. Um, they're a really good team, and they have a really good coach, and they're playing at home, and Look, they're sick of fucking losing. And I, uh, Yeah, I picked the Packers. I never agree with Dan Shaughnessy, but he said something this week, the Pats can't play from behind, and that's kind of what it's looking like. So – um, it's going to be one of those deals where if we have to play catch up with Josh Allen and fucking was it Stefan Diggs? Uh, that's Shaughnessy that's, guy. That's Shaughnessy guy saying that the first year with the new fucking like you made the playoffs. That's such like a negative sports writing thing to say. I think. Well, I mean, that's he's kind of hung his hat on that. Yeah. He's the guy that wrote The Curse of the Babe, and he's also the guy, like, after The Curse of the Babe was over, the next year we had a bunch of injuries in September, and the Yankees were coming on, and he was like, is The Curse back? Yeah. He's <laughs> the like, type, of what, one yo, year? He's the type Forget of guy. You're trying you, to sell books. Yeah, he's the type of guy, if you handed him a bunch of cash, you'd be like, where am I going to put this? <laughs> I don't have enough I have room. <laughs> I put it in my pocket. Um well, in defense of him, there was a lot of Boston sports writers. Like New York sports writers, it's like, are you actually secretly a Yankee fan? Are you secretly from, an, like, fans of other teams? Because all you guys do is try to pull apart. Like, I love when they speculate that there's problems in the locker room and shit. And it's just like, it's like, shut, so what if there is? They'll work it out. They're men. Shut up. Shut yeah, somebody asked, somebody asked, this is the last thing, and then we'll go on to the thing. Somebody asked John Mara. 
They go like this because John Mara and the New York Giants actually talk about that for a second. John Mara and the New York Giants decided, even though they said they were going to just get rid of the GM and keep Joe Judge because they actually decided that the last few games of the Giants were such a debacle that they're going to start over. They fired Joe Judge yesterday and then the owner, John Mara, comes out and the questions and he's such a gentleman about it. And the questions are like one kid goes. So do you think like this is a desired place for a GM, you know, considering that you might have a quarterback issue and the coaches have been in and out all the time? Easy question. Yes, it is. It's New York City. Is this a desirable place to be a sports writer? And he wasn't even he wasn't even arrogant like that. He goes, well, you know, I think this is a, a desired job. You know, he's like, we've been a little unstable lately, but, you know, I think we've had some success. He was just it was the dumbest fucking question ever. And it really bugged me. But, um, you know, I'm excited. New GM, new coach coming in. We might hold on, see if they get a. I would be such a cunt to those people. I'd be like, you think you're desirable? (laughs) You think the woman that ends up with you is truly going to be happy? Like you're the the prince that she dreamed of? (laughs) Riding up on that white horse with your laptop? Oh, Bill. Bill, we get the Saturday to do the song. Oh, let the Saturday night special. Make, it, Make some money for you. That's my favorite part. All right. So Saturday night is the Steelers. No. Patriots Bills. Bills. Oh. Oh. Okay. So we got money line. We got under the under over is 44. Put up. Dude, you want to move that up to 50, Bill? What do you think? Bill, this is your team. You know better than me. This is an AFC rivalry. You know better than me. Oh, fuck. I don't know uh, about this game. Let me just, let me think about this for a second. I could see this being a shootout. I just, no. First one was a weird game with the wind. And the next one we played with them. And then I believe they pulled away in the end. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what, do, what, do, what are you thinking for like the over or under? I see both teams in the twenties, but I, I see like a 26, 20 game. I, I see something like that, man. I, I don't know. I think we tease it down and take the over. Let's tease it to 38. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Um, our, our Saturday night special going into the first week of the playoffs, wild card weekend, Buffalo bills at home against the new England Patriots. We are going to tease the under down to 38 and take the over. We are going to tease the 4.5 points the Patriots are getting and bring that to 10 and a half. And we are going to say that um, uh, Juwan Bentley's going to get a sack. Juwan, so Juwan the Patriots ben- get a sack. The Patriots get a sack. There you go, guys. This has been um, this is the first week, first week of Wild Card Weekend. Playoffs. Uh, playoff playoffs. Thank you guys for listening and watching. Me? Playoffs. Uh, all right, man. We will see you. Uh, we'll see you going into what the divisional. Yeah, we'll see you going into the divisional series next week. Take care. All right, and there you have it. That is the uh, that is the, the the end. The Jimmy the Greek Award. Congratulations to Paul Verzi. Paul Verzi getting it done. The guy went on a tear in December and he ran me down. The son of a gun. Um, all right, that's it. Enjoy the music here, picked out by the always. Always fabulous. Beverly Hills' own Andrew Themelis. And um, afterwards, we'll have a bonus episode of the Thursday afternoon just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. Enjoy and have a great weekend. I'll see you.
Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Byrne. It's the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, January 13th, 2014. How you doing? Monday the 13th. You know, I heard that one's bad luck too. Oh, with your fucking trinkets. Huh? What are you going to grow up and just, just fucking man up, lady, and realize that you fucked up your own life? You know, you know those people that got to spin around three times and throw some cookie crumbs over their fucking padded shoulder. You know, so 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 something doesn't something bad doesn't happen. I'd like to take all superstitious people, put them in a room, and after I'm done slapping them with a fucking garden hose, I'd just like to tell them that listen, bad shit happens in life. Okay. No matter what you got hanging around your neck, no, I mean, how many times you fucking point your fucking toe, your left foot due south, whatever the fuck you're supposed to do, it's still going to happen. It's still going to happen. Balances out the good shit. All right? So why don't you stop being such a fucking pussy? Oh, man, I talked about that a long time ago. I don't care if you do or you don't. I'm going to bring it back up. Do you ever, did you guys ever see that? Was it Jesus Camp? No, 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 no. It was one of those Big Brother shows. One of those shows. One of those. One of those. One of those fucking reality shows, you know, where they got a couple of meatheads in there. One of them's gay. The other has no, was raised by wolves. And then there's a couple of hotties. There's never a fat chick, you know? All these people getting in trouble for fat shaming. How about these reality shows? When was the last time you saw a fat chick? Just walking around in a thong in the Big Brother house. You're never going to see it. You're never going to fucking see it. All right? The only time they put them on fat people on a reality show, if, it, if, if the show is about, I don't want to be fat anymore. You know? <laughs> I can't think of one. But anyways, there was this show... And there was some chick on it, the reality show, and any time she had some big challenge coming up, she had to climb into a fucking treehouse, you know, without tipping over the cupcakes, whatever the fuck they're supposed to do. As some angry at his dad host. Now the blue team is slowing down. What the fuck? You know that guy from the island show? What is it called? Dangerous? <laughs> a survivor. I fucking hate that show. My wife watches that goddamn show. And we both sit there laughing. He's such a cunt. I don't know what happened. He never used to be that way. I think he's sick of doing it. One of those, like, be careful what you wish for. Like, I mean, the, at first it was his dream job. He comes home to his wife. Honey, I got this idea for a show. I'm so fucking sick of being out here in Hollywood, stuck in this goddamn traffic, you know, trying to get the other side of the 405 to audition to be fifth banana in like a fucking chapstick commercial. I don't want to do it anymore. Okay, I'm thinking of uh, uh, I'm moving to Colorado Springs and opening up a fucking burrito joint. What do you think? And she's sitting there going, well, why don't you? Okay, I understand you're stressed. Um, Go ahead, just say it. Shit all over my drink. You never support me anyways. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Just, just you know, you're very emotional at this point. This, this is very, this is extreme. Um, why don't you create your own show? You know? Why don't you just... I don't know, you like islands. Don't you? Well, yeah, yeah, I, I guess I kind of do like islands. 
right? And then they just sit there at their little fucking starving artist's kitchen table. And they come up with this fucking show that puts him on a goddamn island. He gets paid. He's on TV. He's going to get, you know, groupie island chest hair pussy, right? Chest hair mean chicks who like tanned up chests with, with, with hair on it. <laughs> and he gets his job. But then they're like, well, wait, wait, no, no. Before that, they're like, well, I don't, I don't know how to write a script. And they're like, well, well, why don't we just make it like a game show? Well, that's fucking stupid. Right? And he's all pissed again, and he wants to go back to the burrito. But she kept him in the pocket like every great woman by every great man. Kept him in the pocket, and somehow at some point, probably halfway through their second joint, they fucking realized, wait a minute, what about the real world? We'll do a reality show, right? We'll take 10 fucking morons and we'll stick them on this goddamn island. All right? And they'll, they'll, they'll play hopscotch and fucking connect four or whatever the fuck we got to do. And the last fucking... So whatever. So he gets the goddamn job. I don't even know where the fuck I am in this anymore. So he gets the fucking job and now this, he's out there. But this, this is that tipping point where after a while you're, just, you're a human being and you just get fucking bored. Of the same fucking routine. The exact way that I ended up in this business. Or one of the main reasons. Maybe why I travel so much. Is because one of the most depressing feelings I ever had. when I, Back when I was in the Matrix. And I actually had a real fucking job. You know. I got up in the morning and made myself a little tuna fish sandwich. A little plastic thing of some Fritos. Toss an apple in there. Walking out to the car. Right. The grease from the Fritos already making that pit stain on my little brown bag. As I walk up to my rusted out car, hoping it's going to start. Hoping I don't have a problem with the fucking alternator. Right? There was nothing more fucking depressing than that, that moment when I was, had been there for a year. And I was actually sitting there going, one year ago... I was right fucking here. I hated that shit. And I think that that fucking island dude, he's not an island dude. He's a mainland dude on the fucking island. I think it's fucking with him at this point. Okay? He doesn't give a shit anymore. He just wants to get through those stupid fucking obstacle courses because he wants to get, he's going fucking nuts out there. He's already, he's guy's been out on that fucking island since like 1999. All right? At this point, he's kind of like those Japanese soldiers that didn't know World War II ended and they didn't find him until 1974. That's what the fuck is going on with this guy. So I, I don't know if you've noticed, but Nia watches that show religiously and with every season, that fucking guy gets angrier and angrier. Now the red team, they need to pick it up. He just sits there. Fuck, I just realized she's still sleeping upstairs. Um, what the fuck? It's 5 or 10 in the morning. You know, at that point, I'm allowed to fucking drill a jackhammer. I can't do a fucking podcast. This is how I win arguments. I, I rehearse what I'm going to say before I get into them, you know? And then during the argument, I act like I'm fishing, like, like I don't already have the information. And that's how I win. Um, anyways, this is the Monday Morning Podcast, everybody. And uh, I don't even know what the fuck I was talking. Oh, I was talking about uh, superstitious people. Um, <laughs> you guys like when I do Stevie Wonder? Could that have been any whiter? 
You know what? I think I'm going to do that down in Koreatown tonight. I'll probably get a standing ovation. Um, Golden Globes, everybody. Look, I went from reality TV. What was I talking about? I was talking about fat chicks and thongs. Was that my point? Oh, there's never any point to this fucking thing. The point is, is for me to talk for an hour and just somehow eat up an hour of your Monday. That's what it is, whether it's in the morning or it's in the afternoon. One of my favorite things about this podcast is that it is called the Monday Morning Podcast and the amount of fucking people who so selfishly feel that it's their Monday. You know, like they're doing any sort of heavy lifting on this podcast other than downloading it for fucking free. All right. Why don't you and your index finger go fuck yourselves? This is my Monday morning. It's 9.56 a.m. where I am, and I am recording this fucking podcast. All right? How many times have you sent something FedEx second day to get there before 9, and it doesn't get there till 3, 3 in the afternoon? Are you one of those cunts that tries to hold FedEx? You know, try to get, you know, $3 and a quarter taken off your little fucking envelope? Not even thinking that you sent something from San Diego to Bangor, Maine, and isn't that fucking amazing? Because me as a person... Who actually gives a shit about getting there. Can't get there that quick. Can I? I don't think I can. I don't fucking know. It's amazing. Because the letter doesn't care. It doesn't have a dog in the fight. It's a fucking letter. It's just sitting there waiting to biodegrade. So I, I cut him some slack. Jesus Christ. Can you tell I got a bunch of shit to do today? None of this is going to make sense. Um, let's talk about the Golden Globes. So, uh, oh, Yesterday. Yesterday I went. And I, I saw the uh, the, uh, the oh, 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 I saw the wolf, the wolf of Wall Street. I saw it with Joey Roses, and my lovely wife Nia. I went down and I saw I saw the movie. We were in the movie theater. We watched it together. It was a, it was a great moment because me and and fucking uh, DeRosa love Scorsese. All of his movies. We quote him all the fucking time. Verzi does it too. Yet I've never gone to a brand new. Scorsese, Scorsese, however the fuck you say it. They were saying it different last night at the Golden Globes. And he didn't have an angry look on his face, so I think I've been saying it wrong. Scorsese. Um, we went down and saw his, uh, saw his movie. He had a great fucking time. Um, and then I went home and I said, all right, I'm going to fucking... Uh... Oh, what, what was my point? Oh, my point was, oh yeah, me, me and Joe, we're going to start doing the Uninformed show again. All right, we're in the same city. We're going to start it out doing it once a month. And for those of you who never heard of it, it's basically uninf- uh, the uninformed show. No reading, no research, just strong opinions. And basically me and Joe, we go off for an hour on a particular topic, just coming from the hot, making all kinds of ignorant statements. And then when our hour of ignorance is, is over, we bring in an expert on whatever topic we were discussing and then he basically tells us how fucking stupid and wrong we are. Then that's the show. All right? But if you can't do the math on that, I can't help you. Um, so we were getting excited talking about that. And uh, so then later on last night, later, I decided I was going uh, to be a good fucking person here. And I'm going to watch the Golden Globes. Right? I had I, watched the first playoff game. And then I recorded the second one. Playoffs? And uh, so I watched the uh, I watched the Ch- the Chargers versus the Broncos. I watched that game in about fifty minutes. It was fucking phenomenal. It was fucking phenomenal. And I already forget the name of the Chargers receiver who just fucking is going to be a goddamn superstar. Whatever the fuck his name was, he really, really 
impressed me on the uh, on the big stage, on the big stage there. So, uh, oh fuck it, let's talk NFL football. I'm already into it. What do you how, what do you say? What do you say there, football fans? Ah, what do you say there? All the favorites won, as far as I can tell. You know, like Verzi said, the dumbest thing ever. He goes Patriots, Broncos in the AFC Championship, dude. I called it. <laughs> Old Verzi going out on a limb again. Um, I'll take Brady and Manning. I think they're going to do something. But I actually, I didn't believe in the Patriots. I still can't. I can't believe how fucking well they're playing. With all the injuries that they've had. Obviously, going into Denver is going to be a tough, uh, tough game. I traveled so much. I think we beat them this year. Yeah, we did. That's right. They were up big, and then we came back and beat. All right, so now we're going to go in their house, and they're going to beat us. That's how it works. That's how it works. And the one I can't understand is uh, this is going to be a tough one. Seattle and San Francisco, because you got the division rivals. You never know which way it's going to fucking go. It's like the Patriots. No matter how good they are, every year they're going to lose to the Bills, the Jets, and the Dolphins. Two out of three of them, they're going to lose to them like once. At least, unless they get some juggernaut of a fucking team. But I'm just saying. They see you twice. They know what you do. And every other fucking cliche out there. But I still, I'm sticking with Seattle. I'm blocking out that fucking douche chill 12th man musical that's going on. Oh, we registered an earthquake every fucking game. Uh, they're going the way of the Raider fans, too. More and more people, they're starting to become characters. They're starting to paint their faces. It's just somebody. The real, you know, they have the real housewives of fucking Atlanta. I need the real Seattle Seahawks fans of Seattle. You got to tell those people to leave the capes at home. You know, every team has got that one jackass that paints his fucking face. Shaves his head, sticks the emblem on the side of his head. Everybody's got that one fucking jerk off. And it's fine. It's fine to have one. But there is a tipping point in the stands where there's too many of them. And they start bringing their signs. We were making fun of that shit. Like, if you have end zone seats and you make a bullseye sign, just how fucking unoriginal you are. That's right up there with the defense sign. And the John 3.16. I don't even read the Bible. Okay? I don't know how to make songs like that. I don't know what words to use. Um. (laughs) Sorry. Um. Yeah, how about an original fucking sign? You run-of-the-mill, everyday fucking cunts. Sitting around talking about, oh, this comic's not original, that movie's not original, this is derivative, this guy ripped off this. And look at you, look what you guys. You got all fucking week. Probably more than a week. You probably got the tickets for your birthday or some shit. You have all that time to come up with a fucking sign and you make the defense sign. Why don't you just put on a stupid hat and then act like you're the crazy guy, despite the fact that you're a faithful married father of three who pays his taxes on time? Well, I'll tell you, just something happens when he puts that hat on. We don't know what he's going to do. He's paying for his pretzels just like you are. Ugh, there's nothing I hate more than the character fucking, the fan that's become a fucking character. 
ah, right there, I swear to God. You know what they should do to everybody who does that? They should pull them out of the stands and make them throw a ball in public. Okay, and when you watch the, the, the lack of whipping motion, you know that how a, a chick throws a ball that didn't have brothers? You know what I mean? <laughs> the way they throw the, the arm motion of a girl throwing who didn't have a dad that stuck around and taught her how to throw a ball. It, it literally looks like cheap animation, like it skipped a couple of frames. It's just the worst thing. I would put my money down. Put your money down. I put my money down that if you took one of those fucking face-painted douchebags out of the fucking crowd, that's how they would throw a ball. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I don't I, I like the way it used to be. When you go to a fucking game, back in the day, you went to the game, maybe you had some old shitty hat from your team. You know? And that was it. And the rest, you had your stupid jack. You just, the rest of you, you know, other than your fucking hat, when you walked out of that stadium and your alcohol level, you could, you could go to work. You just fucking looked regular. And you went there, you drank beers, you got drunk, and you scared kids. That's what you did in the old days. Okay? And you pissed in a giant horse trough, and there wasn't any sushi, and there wasn't any this fucking dumbass music. What did I? I went to a game recently. Oh, I went to the Bruins, uh, L.A. Kings game, and uh, the Bruins played like they really enjoyed their time out here in L.A. <laughs> Do you know how many times I've gotten burned on that? Any Boston fans who are coming out here, um, and you know, you get homesick and everything. So anytime the Celtics, the Bruins, or the Red Sox go down to fucking Anaheim to play the Angels or whatever, unless they do some interleague shit with the Dodgers. You're going to go. Um, I got to warn you. Actually, specifically with the, uh, with, with the Bruins and the Celtics. I got to warn you, okay? Don't buy expensive tickets because I'm telling you, especially with hockey. These poor bastards have to go play. A, they got to go do a road trip in the middle of February through Cal, Winnipeg, Calgary, Edmonton and Vancouver. It that's just fucking kill me. I would be a, a raging alcoholic if I had to do that. So by the time they come down to these sunny fucking cities, I, they got cabin fever. I'm telling you. Or it's just you know LA's got some of the best looking women out here. They're famous. I'm telling you, they don't play. I can't believe the Kings. It took them this long to get good. I would think that they would fucking destroy all East Coast teams and Canadian teams. Other than maybe Vancouver because they don't fucking like each other. I don't know. The amount of times I spent like 80 or 100 bucks through StubHub to watch the Celtics play the Clippers back when the Clippers sucked. Um, and I would watch the big three come in there and just get smoked. That's <laughs> fucking brutal. So I'm just saying. All right. Just... Be careful with your money out here. Just get the upper deck shit. Don't wear any of your stuff. It just go there dressed like you're fucking going to work or something. And then just cheer your team. And it's great. If your team wins, they win. If they lose, you walk out of the stadium, you know, and you don't have to listen to anybody 
take it to that next level that makes you want to throw a fucking punch, and then you're going to get stomped by the neck tattoo guy. It's just a different thing out here. It's not fun. It's not a fun place to see a game out here. They take it to a uh, to just a, a, a different level. You know, you know, like when you sit around giving each other shit. Eh, look at your shirt. Eh, blah, blah, blah. Your shirt's too tight and all that crap. And there's somebody that, yeah, at least my mother isn't dead. There's always like that person. That's what West Coast fans are. Anyways, the fuck was I talking about? Um, oh, NFL football. So I still think it's, uh, it is Seattle's. I just think that, 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 I don't know. I just like the way they play. They got Marshawn Lynch, who's a fucking, when was the last time he didn't get hit three times before he went down? Uh, you cannot get that fucking guy down. All right, that defense is insane. Can you tell I've been on the road for so long? I can't even fucking name anybody's name. They have beautiful uniforms. No, I just think out of the way they're playing. And I I don't think that – I think they match up well with the Broncos. I don't know about the 49ers. This is their Super Bowl. They get by the 49ers. I'm I'm saying they're winning it. They beat the 49ers. They're going to win it because – I just did defense is better than the Broncos, and I think with Marshawn Lynch, they can fucking chew up the clock, and if Peyton doesn't have the ball in his hand, what the fuck is he going to do? And I think Peyton gets frustrated when he goes up against really uh, physical, aggressive receivers. At least he did back in the day when that's what we had on our team. Um, And who knows? If the Patriots go there, Jesus, I'll just be fucking thrilled that we made it. I really will be. And everybody's giving me shit. Dude, how can you coming down on your own fucking team? I don't know because we lost our whole fucking receiving core. We lost all these guys on defense. I'm, I'm stunned that they've been able to do it. Once again, I'm saying it. I'm telling you right now, Tom Brady's had one of the best fucking seasons he's ever had. Working with what he's working with. All right? With that, I have no idea who's going to win next week. I hope we fucking win. But, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, we beat them last time. And... Uh, I don't know. I was really impressed with Denver's defense, too. So who the fuck knows? Whatever. All I know is they're going to be great fucking games, and I'm watching every second of it. All right? And that's the deal. That's all I got to say about that. All right? Let's do a little bit of advertising here this week. A little bit of fucking advertising. Uh, Oh, Jesus. Where am I? All right. All right. Dollar Shave Club, everybody. Guess what? For a couple of bucks a month. DollarShaveClub.com delivers amazing quality razors right to your door. Not only does it save you a ton of cash, it saves you from trudging to the drugstore for a pack of blades. All right? Because with Dollar Shave Club, for a couple of bucks a month, amazing quality razors that are delivered right to your door. That's right. No more wasting time and no more getting hit up for 20 bucks every time you buy razors. No more getting caught behind the junkie who finally decided to buy toothpaste down at the friggin' CVS. No more of that. The old people want to develop their film and get an ice cream. Right? And there's only one person working there, which is a rule now at every drugstore. There's only one person. There's only one registered open. There's one person on the floor, and they're hiding down near the alcohol. You don't want to deal with that and get screwed on the price. What do you do? Go to Dollar Shave Club. Everybody here is getting their Dollar Shave Club blades, and you should too. And here's another... Uh, genius idea. Try replacing your old shaving cream with Dr. Covey's Easy Shave Butter from DollarShaveClub.com. Trust me, your face will thank you later. 
Don't waste time at the drugstore behind the lady paying in pennies. Go to dollarshaveclub.com forward slash burr or go to billbird.com and click on the Dollar Shave Club banner. Keep your stress level low when your bank account balance high. Shave time, shave money. Go to dollarshaveclub.com forward slash burr. There you go. Oh, and in the bottom it says, note, please personalize areas highlighted in yellow. Well, all I have is black and white here, so I feel like I did the right thing. Uh, Legal Zoom. Legal Zoom. Some things like starting a business or protecting your family with the will aren't like your other New Year's resolutions. You can't afford to blow them off. Instead of less snacking and more exercise, put them at the top of your list. Legal Zoom. That sentence does not make sense. Instead of less snacking and more exercise, put them at the top of your list. Put what at the top of my list? It's got to be legal zoom, right? They wrote the copy. Ah, let's plow ahead. Legal zoom helps you incorporate or form an LLC with their simple questionnaire starting at just $99. This is for all you dreamers in your cubicles. If you want to start your business and protect yourself, this is it. You can do it for 99 bucks. Over 1 million entrepreneurs have done it, and 90% of customers recommend LegalZoom to friends and family. You can also create a will starting at just 69 bucks, or even a living trust quickly and easily and get peace of mind and protection for only $69. You can't beat it. No surprise fees, no hassles, no headaches. LegalZoom's step-by-step process was created by a team of experts in law and technology. Law and technology. Bang, Zoom. LegalZoom is not a law firm but can connect you with a third-party attorney and provide you with self-help services. From wills to business formations, trademarks, powers of attorneys, and more, go to LegalZoom.com. For even more savings, type in Burr, B-U-R-R, into the referral box at checkout. Don't put off the, the things you need to do. Go to LegalZoom.com now and use the discount code Burr, B-U-R-R. That's LegalZoom.com, discount code Burr. All right, there you go. That was pretty painless this week. Um, <clears throat> anyways, okay, so I watched the uh, the Golden Globes. I watched most of them last night, um, as you do. You know, I was watching all the football this weekend, so I figured, you know, I got to come her way. I'll sit down. I'll go, come and watch it with me. I want, I want you to watch it with me. So I sat down and I watched the Golden Globes. <clears throat> and um, it, it wasn't bad <laughs> for an award show. It wasn't bad. The hosts were great. They were funny. And uh, the only thing that bugged me was the amount of people who went up there. And when they won a Golden Globe, like, oh, my God, I, I, can't, I, can't wait. I can't wait. I was not ready for this. I can't. What do you mean you're not ready for it? You were fucking nominated. Jesus Christ, hedge your fucking bets. The amount of people that went up there and said, oh, my God, I can't believe this. I, I, I'm not prepared. I didn't think I was going to fucking win. You know, like some fucking backup goalie just sitting there and all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> think, I'm not getting in this game. We're up five. Nothing this is a joke. You know, you start texting on the bench and all of a sudden the starting goalie pulls his groin. Now you got to go out there. What the fuck? Unbelievable. Do you see how my, you want to see how it's done? You should have seen Michael Douglas, the way he accepted his Golden Globe. First of all, for some fucking reason, anybody who won a Golden Globe last night was seated like 75 yards away, and you had to fucking walk all the way down and then backstage and then come walking out from backstage. Like everybody didn't just see you get up from your table. 
So what does he do? He assesses the situation like Jesus Christ is taking too fucking long. So the second he gets called, he doesn't go, oh, my God, oh, my God, do you believe it? And, you know, clasp his hands together and then slam them down into his lap. You know, the hacky, I've just won an award in, in show business move. He didn't. He got up and he starts jogging. Right? Like a wily veteran, a grizzled veteran who knows how to utilize the clock. He's running up to the offensive line. He fucking gets on the stage. He, he goes into a great story about how he got the part. He thanked everybody before the fucking oboe player even started. It was phenomenal. It's like watching Joe Montana. Joe Montana run the two-minute offense. It was great. He did everything but say John Candy's in the crowd. Right? That's probably a bad joke because he could have been in the crowd. He would have been in the crowd if he didn't die. Ah, shit. You know what? It was a great analogy right up until then. But other than that, I swear to God, like 40% of the people went up there and said, oh, my God, I can't fucking believe it. What do you mean you can't fucking believe it? What do you mean you're not prepared? Didn't the fact that you got nominated months ago or weeks ago, it's like a fucking 50 second. They give you like a minute. You know who you're supposed to thank. Right? Is that just like what you're supposed to do? You're supposed to have false humility. False humility is that how you say it? If I ever win a Golden Globe, I'm not going to be fucking modest at all. <laughs> I'll just be up there talking shit. Just before I even get up to the podium. That's right! That's right! That's right! I'm not going to come up here and pretend to be modest. Dude, I fucking crushed it this year! You see what I was working with? You see that horse shit that they put on the paper that I bring to life? Pay attention to me, Alice. That was supposed to be me yelling at Ann B. Davis. Jesus Christ. I, I don't know what the fuck. I had to keep walking out. There was some zombie that went up there. First of all, she sat for fucking a minute looking around, just milking the whole fucking moment, you know. And she was the classic... Old actress, right? She had the body of a 23-year-old and, and, and the face of a mummy. <laughs> you know, go fuck yourself if you think that's too mean, all right? Dress and act your goddamn age with the fucking shoe polish in your hair. Coming down there looking like a sexy scarecrow. Anyways, so she fucking comes down there like something out of a horror movie. I literally, I had to walk out of the room. I have this thing. Not only do I hate bombing, I can't stand watching people bomb. I, it, it makes me uncomfortable. I had to walk out. Nia sat there with her hand up to her mouth. And I don't know what this woman was doing. At one point, I heard she asked another actor to stand up in the crowd for inspiration. I'm sure everybody's ripping her apart on the fucking internet. But Jesus Christ. Just go up and say thank you. I'm psyched. This is great. I'm going to make way more money now because I have one of these. Women who are completely out of my league might actually do a little double take when I walk down the street. Thank you so much. I'm going to hold this thing under my chin like I'm telling a ghost story. So the gold is reflected off my face. <laughs> Thank you to everybody writing the shit that I said. Thank you for editing it. Thank you for making me look good. Ah, go fuck yourself. What's up to the band? And you're out. How fucking difficult is that? I'm not saying you won't be nervous. I don't fucking know.
Oh my God, I can't believe it. I can't believe. You know, like you were at a fucking Chinese restaurant and a bunch of balloons came down from the ceiling. Okay, I just I had no idea. Really? You just walk around dressed like that? You didn't notice the other celebrities in the room? Why do you have to pretend you're not fucking psyched? Anyways. Um, that's why I love when Cuba Gooding won, won the Oscar. And he started running around like some fucking soccer mom that just won a new Winnebago or whatever the fuck they drive. Those minivans or the publisher's clearinghouse just showed up at his house. That's what the fuck you should do. Right? Ah, who gives a fuck? Anyways, you, you watch how I handle it at the, at the podcasting awards. <laughs> Do they, I think they have those. Have those. When it's time to change. Um, they actually have podcasting awards. They should have you accept them like fucking uh, over Skype. You know, they, you shouldn't be in, in, uh, in the flesh. Should you? Shouldn't we just be voices? Um, all right, let's plow ahead here. Golden Globes, what did I want to talk about here? Oh, yeah, I started doing yoga this year. I'm doing a nice long pause here as I wait for every guy who's listening to this to say a couple of homophobic things. Um, and I bought these great stretchy pants that I wear and a half shirt. You know, because you really want to be, like, don't judge me, but you really just want to, like... You don't want to feel like um, you don't have like loose clothing on, you know. You want to feel like you're being held. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to put a disgusting image in your head of me with yoga pants and a half shirt on. Yeah, think about that. You know, my pasty white belly, muffin top hanging over. The- <laughs> All right, so of course. I can't just do a little bit of yoga and get my, you know, stretch out my fucking spine after all these hours I've spent on airplanes. My fucking, you know, all or nothing stupid attitude in life is I go from, I'm going to start doing yoga again this year because I haven't done it in like three fucking years. Um, I immediately just go from, I'm going to start doing yoga to, I'm going to do 150 hours of yoga this year, which translates to three hours a year which translates me also going, what about years, uh, weeks when I'm on the road and I won't have a chance to, I need to build up extra time so I can stay ahead of it. You know, like one of those sci-fi movies where you need that energy life force on your fucking bracelet, right? I'm trying to get extra, extra guys. Like you're playing like a video game. So of course I go too far and I fucking, I think I, I slightly hyperextended my goddamn knee. What an asshole. I do this all the time. If I'm going to start playing drums, I play drums too much and end up hurting my fucking shoulder or my hand. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what my fucking problem is. I think that's why I succeeded as a comedian because there's no way to like physically hurt yourself as a stand-up comic. You're just standing there talking, right? I guess you could act something out so much that you accidentally throw yourself off the stage. But you could still come up and do it the next show, right? I don't know. Anyways. So, yeah, I'm too old to lift. I'll lift a little bit, but what happens is you're just still eating like shit. Then you just get that I'm still lifting middle-aged body. We we have a shirt on. You can kind of see that there's shoulders and there's pecs there, but like your belly's still sticking out, right? You know those guys? And then they always have some sort of wallet chain. 
I don't want to be that guy. I really don't want to be that guy. So, anyways, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Why do I always fucking do that, you know? From fucking day one. I'm going to do yoga. And with, within three days, I'm trying to do like a fucking full split. <laughs> and then I get hurt. Hurt. And then I'm just... You know what happened? I smoked a cigar last night. I got to stop with this fucking shit. You know what's... At, at my age, what's really scary is I lose a drinking buddy every week at my age. At 45, they just drop in like flies. The wife says I have to cut down. I got a fatty liver. I got a kid. I can't fucking do it anymore. All right, all right, I'm gay. And that's why I was drinking all these years. All of those fucking things. You know? There's like nobody left. Two of my buddies. I lost two guys this week. Telling me I got to stop. There's something wrong with my stomach and I got a fatty liver. And all I'm thinking is, is how come I'm not feeling anything? Well, probably because I never got my liver checked out. You don't feel anything, right? You just walk down the street one day with your fucking uh, wallflower nose. Ah, my little chickadee, right? And then all of a sudden you just do a face plant and it's over. Is that how you die of cirrhosis? 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 Scorsese? I don't fucking know. Um... Yeah, I got to lay off. I'm, I'm done with fucking cigars. I'm done with those things, man. Those things are... It's like sucking on a bus tailpipe. It's just... Yeah, I didn't inhale. Oh, great. So I just get fucking mouth and throat cancer. What am I, an asshole? I got to stop this shit. It's the hardest thing about being an adult is you have to be your own fucking parent. You know, when you were a kid... You know, your parents were there to stop you from eating a whole sleeve of cookies. You, you, the second you move out, you can do whatever the fuck you want. You can literally be doing heroin as you're eating fucking cookies. And there's nobody there to say, stop. It's fucking annoying. I got to lay off, man. I can't do it, though. I, I just can't seem to get... You know what it is? It's all these social things. Football games coming up. Going to a hockey game. Ah, it starts tomorrow. It starts tomorrow. And then last night, you know... Joey Roses got me a great fucking bottle of this this fucking, I don't know, Japanese scotch. And I'm like, well, I got to try it. And, of course, it was absolutely delicious. Now I got to have a, a fucking cigar with it. I'm sitting out on my porch with my Red Sox robe on. My bathrobe is also my smoking jacket because um, I'm an environmentalist. And I'm sitting out there smoking. There's nothing... Dumber than smoking a really good cigar when you're cold. It's another thing, too. This is a bad time of year to smoke a cigar because you can't smoke anywhere inside. They smell like shit unless you're in a cigar bar and then you're in there with like 50 other guys in this, in, in you know. It just feels like you're in a walk-in closet with a car on after a while. Your eyes are burning. I can't even do it. You know what it reminds me of is back in the day when people could smoke in comedy clubs. And um, it was unreal. By the time you got to, if you had to do three shows or even two shows back then, because everybody had seemed smoked back then, there would there'd be like a cloud of smoke, you know, by but at the beginning of the second show, because it was still left over from the first show. And I just remember like my eyes would be burning when I got off stage in the second show. I'd have to go to the bathroom and like flush them out with water. And then I'd go home, 
And I actually learned uh, to take a shower the night before you went to bed. Because I always remember the next morning, I would wake up and I'd take a shower and the water came over my head. I would just smell the smoke like someone was smoking next to me. So I imagine even that, how bad smoking is. I can even imagine that being around a bunch of people who are smoking and then laying in bed with their smoke in your clothes and in your hair is somehow affecting your health. It's just bad. I, I'm giving away my cigars. I'm, I'm fucking... I can't say I'm done done with them, but I'm, I'm pretty much done with them. What I'm going to do is when I go to other countries, I'll smoke a Cuban cigar. That's what I'll do. And then I'm not bringing a bunch back because then you go, oh, well, fuck, I got to smoke these. These are Cubans. I don't want them to go bad, right? And then you don't have a humidor because you don't want to get sucked into the habit. And then what happens is your fucking cigars are going bad. It's a nightmare. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to get a bunch of texts. First world problems. No, it isn't. Cuban cigars are made in a third world country. So go fuck yourself. Isn't that, is that considered a third world country? What is exactly a third world country? A country that we're oppressing? Is that what makes them third world? It isn't just South America, is it? Oh, Christ. Now I got to look it up. And there's a bunch of people laughing at me right now. But if I actually asked you to give me a fucking... Intelligent definition. You couldn't. Third world countries. Wait, third world definition. Let's go with that first. Do, 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 do. Third world. Okay. According to Wikipedia, the term third world arose during the Cold War to define countries that remained non-aligned with either NATO with the United States or Western, Europe, Western European nations and their allies representing the first world or the communist bloc. And that would be with the Soviet Union, the People's Republic of China. Oh, Cuba. So Cuba is not third world because they aligned themselves with the Soviet Union and their allies representing the Second World War. So I'm guessing that we came up with it because we're the first, first world. We're number one. All the commies are ranked number two and then a distant third, you know. <clears throat> oh, so based Mexico, according to this chart, all of Central America, all the way down to South America, except there's one in South America that isn't. What the fuck is that? I don't know what that is. It's just north of Brazil. What is that? Burns and Allen. What's the name of that fucking country down there? Cakes and, and, and biscuits. I don't fucking know. Um, <clears throat> let's let, you know what? I think it's time mercifully for the questions this week. What do you say, everybody? What do you say? You ready? You ready for the questions for this week? I, God knows I am. Oh, really quickly. I didn't even get a chance to talk about it. Did you guys watch that 60 minutes thing last night of that fucking jerk off who's ratting out Alex Rodriguez, the Henry Hill of that thing. All right. I'm pulling a Paul Verzi, the dude I call it. I called it. We're all going to be on roids by the end of our lives. Okay. And I'm going to tell you why. Because the same reason why you saw that sexy scarecrow walk into the fucking stage. The same reason why they got all these diet pills and all this fucking grow your hair back shit. Because no one wants to be old and decrepit. All right, they're already giving the shit out. That's Cinegenics is fucking HGH as far as I can tell. Um, 
which is basically I researched, I said, Cinegenics uh, scandal. That's what I searched. So, of course, negative shit came up about them. Um, we're all going to be on it. It's the same way marijuana is gradually becoming legal. That's what's going to happen with, with, with steroids. Garen fucking teed. You know what's the coolest part of the story? Was they said A-Rod texted this guy, Tony, whatever the fuck his name was. And Tony, he said, hey, I got a big day tomorrow. What do you got? So he gave him the stuff. And the next day, A-Rod had like two doubles and a single or something like that. And the 60-minute guy goes, oh, what did you think after you sent him your products and saw the results? And he was going like, he basically said, that, yeah, we, we got the formula down. You have the formula down? And he goes, yeah, it was, like, it was like shooting fish in a barrel. So these guys are so advanced in this illegal shit that I'm, I'm telling you, they're going to get it to the point where it's just like weed, where you can smoke it through like a breathalyzer, where all it is is just basically the mist of THC, whatever the fuck that stuff is that gets you high. They're going to get that with, with steroids. All right, and you're going to be 80 years old walking around feeling like you can put your fucking fist through the goddamn wall. It's going to be great. All right? And all of this this witch hunt on these A-Rod guys and all these guys who went to jail and all that type of shit, the people are going to look back and be like, "Well, what was the problem?" That's that's my prediction. Provided an asteroid doesn't hit us first. Um Oh, by the way, I retweeted something that somebody sent me about uh, the Denver International Airport. You know, that there's basically uh, that they started to build it. And then they said, well, the structure's wrong. And then they rather than destroying what they built, they buried it. And then they built the airport on top of it. So all the conspiracy theorists are saying this is a bunker for all the fucking people who are going to survive a nuclear holocaust or an economic meltdown. And there are a bunch of weird paintings on the on the walls, but if you really look at them objectively, it kind of looks more. It's more about world peace, oppression, and then the children of the next generation coming along and oppressing the oppressors or stomping them out. And then there's no war, no more weapons. You can look at it in a sunshiny way, or you can look at it in a creepy way. And I got to admit, a lot of the the artwork is uh, pretty creepy. I'll, I'll send you guys a link to that shit, but it's uh, pretty interesting. Uh, I don't. I love conspiracy theory because I know, you know, I know how much I lie. <laughs> so why wouldn't they be? So I, I love the speculation. All right, here we go. Let's let me shut the fuck up and get on with the uh, the questions for the week. All right, this one says ponies. Dot dot dot. I'm a retard. T.Y. Bilton. Yeah, I'm a Colts fan. Um, I guess that's a reference to some guy who plays on the, uh, on the fucking Colts. I don't know. I don't know anybody's name anymore. I don't know who shot. I don't know who's in that. He goes, I'm listening to the 82613 podcast where you talk about the difference between a pony and a horse. Oh, I was making fun of the fact that I, I for, until I was like in my early 20s, I didn't realize that a pony's a pony and a horse is a horse. I thought a pony was a small horse. And the people down the street had a pony my whole childhood tied to the back of their fucking house. It was kind of cruel. But uh, I remember driving by. And finally, when I was like 19, 20 years old, my mother was driving. And I was just like, when is that pony going to turn into a horse? And if I could 
Just go back and listen to the October 26th podcast of last year. I explain it way better. The fucking look my mother gave me before she started laughing at me. Um, I still see it on her face every time when I come home for Thanksgiving. Anyways, I'm 23 years old, he said. 23-year-old American. English was my first language. I have my bachelor's degree. I am going to law school in August. I scored higher on the law school admission test than 97% of potential lawyers. And I just had to look on Wikipedia to find out that ponies are indeed not young horses. I am ashamed of myself. Go fuck yourself. At least I can read out loud. Hey, it's all... You look, at least you can read out loud. Dude, you, you did all that other stuff. I can't do that. You got to take me out because you're all so fucking stupid. Anyways, he goes, thanks for the free laughs. Your Colorado Springs show was amazing. Uh, go, Andrew Luck. Well, he's going to the golf course there, buddy. Um, yeah, for all you people out there, pony is a pony. And a horse is a horse. I guess a, a, a small horse is a colt. Is that what you'd call it? You know what's amazing is that I don't know what it is, and I never take the time to look it up, so I always sound dumb in this conversation. Okay, advice on men. Hey, bumbling Billy Boo, uh, I'll keep the question short to rescue you from the English language. I get it. I suck at reading out loud. He goes, I'm a 20... Oh, she says, oh my God, this is from a lady. Ah, I finally get a female to write in and I trash her right out of the gate. I'm sorry, sweetheart. She says, I'm a 24-year-old girl and I'd like to know your best piece of advice of understanding the human male species. Many thanks, but at the same time, go fuck yourself. Well, I'm sorry. You got to be a little more specific. Um, I'll give you basically, generally speaking... um, uh, Jesus Christ, what what do you want to know? I, I would basically, you, you want to learn how to communicate with them better? Um, yeah, so you're doing the right thing. You're asking another person. This is actually a very smart question. Rather than sitting around with your female friends just going, I know, right? What is, th- what is that? God. You sit there at a fucking wine bar, whining. <laughs> This is what you do. You go across enemy lines and you ask, you know, a trader like me to read from the playbook. All right, how guys communicate. I can't say that we just say what we're thinking because we we have liars and passive aggressive people and uh, meandering little man boys. But generally speaking, uh, the thing that confuses us the most, I did a bit, I can't remember if I did it on the special, but. One time I was driving with Nia and I said, hey, I want to get a chocolate shake. We were going by this diner and she freaks out. She's like, oh, my God, they make the best chocolate shakes. And I go, I know, right? And she goes, yeah. And she just goes, oh, my God, but they're so big. She just kept saying they're so big. And after a while, I'm thinking like, yeah, like, fuck, how the fuck am I going to drink this whole thing? And then immediately just clicked on me. Like, it's like, they're not big. They're standard size. Wait a minute, she wants half of my shake, but she doesn't want to seem selfish. But she doesn't want all the calories of the full shake. So rather, But she doesn't want to look like she's taking away 50% of my good time. 
So rather than telling me that, she's trying to mind fuck me into thinking something that I drank a zillion times with ease is now too big. You know what I mean? So that's how you guys communicate. I don't know how we communicate. Because I can't just sit there and make it seem like guys are heroes. And where they would be like, listen, I'm trying to lose weight, so uh, can I have half your shake? Um. The only thing I tell you is you're 24 years old. Uh, you shouldn't understand them. You shouldn't understand guys. But it's hard for me to. I don't know what you're asking. Please write back. Please write back advice on men part two. Just do that again. Just fucking write back. Ask me something more specific and I can help you out. But it's great that at 24 you're actually smart enough to ask guys to explain. Um, uh, let's see. Best piece of advice. Here's a great piece of advice. Uh, learn how to cook. All right? As stereotypical as that fucking sounds, I don't mean it in, the, as, as, in a sexist fucking way. All right? I don't. Don't be a slob and learn how to cook. Would put you ahead of 80% of fucking women out there. Because for some reason, somewhere along, Edith Wharton or that chick who sewed the flag... Making a guy a sandwich became this absolutely degrading fucking thing to do. Yet guys still have to hold the doors and, and fucking buy drinks. Like why we don't find that sexist, reverse sexist or whatever the fuck you'd call it. I remember one time I was downstairs. I don't know what the fuck I was doing. I was doing some pain in the ass job. I was cleaning out something in the garage. And without... Me asking or anything, Nia came downstairs with this unbelievable sandwich she had made. Pickles, toothpick in it, the whole fucking nine yards. And she brought like uh, something to drink downstairs too. And I stopped working, I sat down and ate it. It was one of the greatest moments of our relationship. All right, so that's it. some advice I would give you. Is guys are, are very, we're very simple. And by simple, I don't mean stupid before you get on your fucking high horse. Okay? It's like an old school engine. You open the hood and everything's right there. <laughs> Rear wheel drive. It's not turned to the side. Jammed into the compartment. None of that bullshit. It's just fucking basic. You just do that every once in a fucking while. Guys will think, I have a keeper. And all you're doing is making a fucking sandwich. And that doesn't mean that you shouldn't have the right to vote. It's fucking unreal. Cooking, and then you're not even cooking. All you're doing is just slapping shit together. You're building a little fucking food house. How difficult is that? That's what I, I don't understand. Like, I guess I kind of understand it, but like, cooking a meal for somebody is one of the greatest things you could ever do for them. All right, I'll leave it at that. So I would say something simple like that. This is how simple guys are. If you actually, every once in a while, just said, hey, do you want a beer? And you actually got up and went to the fridge and got a beer and brought it out, put it in a fucking frosted mug. I mean, personally speaking, I'm ready to go paint the house. Because that little move there, I feel like a fucking king. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Very simple. You know? Let him head out with his friends once a week. If they come over and they watch the game and you're not into the game, leave. 
Go in the other room or be a good shit and hang. But don't ruin his good fucking time. Jesus, I'm on a roll here now. Here's another one. Uh, try to limit the amount of horrific shit you're going to drag him to. Now, he's, he's obligated to go to some of it, but he has to have, just set it up and just say, listen, there's a bunch of shit that you do that I'm not going to be into. Right? Like tailgating on a golf course, peeing in a porta potty before, before a football game that you don't give a shit about. I don't want to be there for that. So I get to tap out of that. All right? And then the guy, he gets to tap out of like, I don't know. Like, what have I, I tapped out of one time. Uh, Nia wanted to take me to somebody's birthday party. They were having some fucking, you know, we're all going to dress like it's the gold rush or the fucking prohibition era. It's like, I don't want to fucking do that. And she gave me shit. And I was just, I, I don't want to do it. And she let me out of it. And we laughed about it. I actually went there without a costume. I mean, I made a deal. We made it. We made a, we made a deal. I think I told this story. I'm fucking punch drunk. Yeah. I never know what the fuck I'm talking about. I showed up and I didn't wear a costume, which was hilarious because every other guy was fucking dressed like Charlie Chaplin. And I show up in street clothes and they're looking at me like I'm a magician. And then I left early because that's right, because I would have watched the Celtics were playing the Lakers in the finals that year when we beat them. And I would have missed it if Nia wasn't so fucking cool. So that's, that's what I would do. And if you actually do shit like that, you know, you, you put yourself on this solid ground with the guy that you're with where now there's no reason for him to be an asshole to you or be mean to you because you're being so nice to him. It really kind of works that way. It kind of feeds off each other. That's the best I can do without a specific question. All right? So there you go. And, you know, fuck everybody who's going to say that, you know, what I just said was sexist. You know, go fuck yourself. I don't think it's, you know, you're on a date with your woman. You go and you open the car door for her. You still do that shit. If I can do that, you can go get me a fucking beer. Christ, it's a twist off. What, are you going to hurt your wrist? Yeah, you know something? That that's would be my advice. Stop acting like a kicker. <laughs> you know how much it fucking annoys me that every time a kicker makes a tackle, he gets hurt? I just fucking, I just don't understand that. Jesus fucking Christ. Put some cream on it and get back out there and fucking throw your feet around. All right, college rumor. Uh, Billy Vanilli. I like that one. That's a new one. Uh, can't wait to see you in Hamilton, Ontario. I'm a 21-year-old college student. Who? Oh, by the way, I'm I'm hopefully going to have the uh, the links to those dates in the next week or so. Everybody asking about the, oh, the my my big Canadian tour in March. Anyways, uh, this person says, "Can't wait to see you in Hamilton, Ontario." I'm a 21-year-old college student who has been having to deal with rumors. Um, I was a resident Don a couple months back, which means I was responsible for watching over first year students in their dorms during Halloween. I did hook up with one of the first years at a party. I was at word somehow spread, but through classic broken telephone that I got her drunk and banged her in the elevator of her dorm. Uh, consistently when I am at any I think he meant to say consequently. When I'm at any social gathering, party kegger, when I tell a girl my name, they immediately walk away as if I'm some monster. Oh, no. 
I'm thinking of transferring school as a fair share of the campus thinks I'm that creepy guy around girls. Any advice on addressing this rumor with girls to stop them from running for the hills would be greatly appreciated. Um, I don't know, dude. Did you do it? If you didn't do it, I don't know. If you didn't do it, I would talk to the to the woman that you hooked up with. Can you say, listen, can you please tell people that I didn't get you drunk, that that didn't happen? Um, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know if people are mature enough once it gets out like that. Maybe she's embarrassed that she hooked up with a, an older guy. I have no fucking idea. Um, I don't know. That's... I don't, I don't like those creepy sex ones because now I'm, I have to do the. I have to assume that you are innocent. Who would get if somebody? Look, I got to tell you this. Who would get somebody drunk and then fuck them in a public place like that? If you're doing something underhandedly, like that story doesn't even make sense unless you wanted to get caught. Ah, whatever. I don't. You know, I don't know how to get. It's once you get accused of sexually weird shit, you kind of do have to leave. I guess. But then they win. I don't know, dude. That sucks. I really hope that, you know, you if you are innocent, I, I really hope that uh, you can somehow get out of that. Because that's that fucking thing where I always felt like, you know, if somebody gets accused of some sort of sex crime, like, I don't think that they should just put their name in the fucking paper until they're, they're, they're convicted. Because even then, everybody in your world's going to know about it. And uh, if you didn't do it, once you're just accused of it, you're, you're done. You're done. It's fucking over. I don't. I don't even know. How, and back in the day, at least you could you could go a couple states over. You know, change your name to fucking TJ or some shit, and fucking start a new life. You can't do it now. The social media, the internet, everything just follows you around. Um. You know what I would do? It. I would stop going to parties. I would get sober, and I would just say, you know. Just and I, I would, I don't know, stone sober, meet a nice girl, and just say, yeah. I mean, I hooked up with this girl, and then somebody started this fucking rumor, and I'm done with it. <laughs> I don't want to do this shit anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to. I, I honestly, I don't know how to get out of that. Jesus, these are fucking hard questions this week. I don't fucking. I, mean, I don't just feel like if you transfer, you're admitting that you were wrong. But where the fuck are your friends who can back you up? Going, oh, that's bullshit. You got nothing? You just a loner? Ah, Jesus, I don't know. All right. Motorcycle through Thailand. Jesus Christ. If you rode a motorcycle through Thailand, you're the toughest fucking guy I know, unless you're from there. Uh, Dear Billy Bud Baxter, I'm I'm glad to hear your 2014 is starting off strong. I remember you talking a few weeks back about being able to drive all to be able to drive all things. I've had that same philosophy for a few years now and I've been working towards learning how to do just that. I'm 25 hours into getting my pilot's license and in November, I took a basic motorcycle driving course over a weekend. I think you have taken something similar. Yeah, I got a motorcycle license. Uh, a couple weeks after the course with no additional motorcycle experience and never having driven outside of a parking lot, I flew to Thailand. Jesus Christ. There, I went to the northern mountains and rented a 250cc dual-purpose dirt bike and drove for nine days around the Mahong Son Loop. The fuck is that? Though it can easily be done in five or six days. Google it if you feel like it. 
It was easily the best experience of my entire life. I was able to get out of the the shit show tourist claptrap areas and see what the fuck was going on in the day-to-day lives of a bunch of Thais. The food was incredible. The views were out of this world. The people are the most friendly in the world. See, I have all these stereotypes. Like, I wouldn't want to go up there thinking I'd get kidnapped or some shit. And I was able to gain some real chops when it comes to riding a bike. Plus, I got to stop in a couple of small tourist-based towns and met a beautiful Scandinavian girl. Oh, and it didn't hurt that 50 baht, I don't know how to say it, $1.50 American will get you all the food you can eat, and 400 baht will get you a beautiful bamboo hut in the middle of the goddamn rainforest for the night. I doubt anyone will give a shit about your stand-up in Thailand. It's not you, it's them. But you should definitely make a trip out there and drive around on a rented motorcycle. I got tons of more information if you're actually interested. Thanks for the free laughs. Come to Durham, North Carolina soon. uh, And go fuck yourself. Um, Dude, I would love to do that. I'm just afraid to go. There's certain places where you go. Don't you get put on a list? Isn't Thailand the one where fucking perverts go to to bang little boys? You know, we got enough Thai food over here. They just assume, they don't assume you're going over there to ride a bike on the fucking Ho Chi Minh Loop or whatever the fuck you just did over there. They, they think you're going over there for that. But that sounds awesome. That is, that is a bucket list goal of mine. I do, I want to be in some scenic place in another country on a motorcycle. I mean, why wouldn't you want to fucking do that? Ride around, pretend like you're tough and you know how to fight. That's, that's what I want to do. <laughs> Um, congratulations. Well, I never even heard of that for the, for those, for you listeners at home, if uh, you're at your desk right now and you don't want to fucking do work, do work. You don't want to be working. Uh, let me, let me spell that out for you. I flew to Thailand for not the May Hong Son loop. M A E Hong as in Hong Kong, H O N G Son S O N loop. By the way, what's up with fucking Dr. Evil in North Korea feeding his uncle to dogs? Is that true? I kind of have to believe that because it's not like they have to sway public opinion, liberal or conservative, about that guy. That fat jerk off. What the fuck is wrong with you? If you're listening to this, because I know your dad was a big movie fan and maybe you want to rebel against your dad and listen to podcasts. If you're listening to this, um, dude, you're headed towards a, an ugly death. You're not going to survive doing shit like that. That's not the way to do it. I don't know. Did your dad own the Godfather trilogy and you're trying to act like everybody in your world is fucking Mo Green? Maybe you have to do that. You should have just shot the guy, dude. If you do stuff like that, like the level of fear that that put in me and I'm not even in your country, I'm already thinking I, I think my first thought after I got over the wave of fear of that was I have to kill this guy. If I lived in the country, that's what I would have two bullets, one for him, and then I'd shoot myself just in case I did. You know what? I'd shoot the dude, and then I would wait half a second, and if I didn't hear applause, I would then shoot myself. (laughs) Because I always felt if you took out a guy who's just ruling with that level of psychoness, um, that if you took him out, as everybody's sitting there looking down at the floor as he's saying the next crazy thing he wanted to do, that if you actually took him out, that on some level people would be like, uh, the second you did it, would be like, oh, God, thank God you did it. Jesus Christ. 
I thought I was the only one. Um, all right, I don't fucking know. Let me uh, let me move on to the last one here, and I, I got to wrap this podcast up because I got uh, I'm gonna do Joe Bartnick's podcast today. He's picking me up. This is a podcast Monday, baby. All right, drunk girlfriend issue. Hey, uh, oh wait a second, I got I got to read the last couple of ads here, real quick, real quick, real quick. Reary Crickery. Stamps.com, everybody. Oh, Jesus. Stamps.com. One great resolution you can make for, new, for the new year. Maximize every minute and every dollar for your small business. I know an easy way to do that. With what? With Stamps.com. Think about how much time you're waste, you've wasted going to the post office, driving there, finding parking, getting around the homeless guy holding the door. Stamps.com is the better way to get postage. Just use what you already have, your computer and your printer to get official U.S. postage for any letter or package. Um, and then you put it out in the mailbox, mailman picks it up, bing, bang, boom, you're done. With Stamps.com, everything you would do at the post office, you can do it right there at your own desk and at a fraction of the cost for one of those expensive postage meters. I've been using Stamps.com for about three years. It's so convenient. Any crap that I'm selling after my shows, I run it through the little scale thing. I put a stamp on it, and it's at the place I've never had a problem. And I'm a moron. So if I can use it, you can too. Right now, use my last name, Burr, B-U-R-R, to get this special offer. No-risk trial plus a $110 bonus offer that includes a digital scale and and up to $55 free postage. Don't wait. Go to Stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Burr. That's Stamps.com. Enter Burr, B-U-R-R. If you're not doing that, I, I, you, just, you just enjoy life being difficult. All right, eVoice. You're a business owner, but automatic, automated phone systems and secretaries are not in your budget just yet. And juggling incoming calls yourself makes it hard to look like a professional. Basically, you're biting off more than than you can chew. Here's something that will dramatically help you make more money in 2014. eVoice. Whether you're a business of one or 100, eVoice will help you manage all of your incoming calls. With a toll-free number, dial-by-name directory, and call routing tools, your business will sound like a million bucks. Can't take a call? eVoice will transcribe the voicemail and email it to you. Never be caught off guard again. And with eVoice, you can try it before you buy it. Right now, just for my listeners, you can get a 60-day free trial to eVoice. Go to eVoice.com and enter the promo code BILL at checkout. Take charge of your... Oh, Jesus, Bill. Come on. Take charge of your business and make more money in 2014. Go to eVoice.com and enter BILL at checkout for your 60-day free trial. That's eVoice.com, promo code BILL, B-I-L-L. Good Lord, people. Can you beat that 60-day free trial? You just start in your business right out of the gate. You sound like a pro. I wish I had a business idea. Okay. Drunk girlfriend issue. This is the last one on the, on the podcast. Hey, Billy Bob Burton. Um, I'm a big fan of yours, fellow Bostonian, suburb guy as well, and I love the podcast. I have some relationship issues that I'd like your input on. If you would be so kind, you fuck. <laughs> All right, I've been dating my girlfriend for over four years. I am 26, she's 25. We moved in together in September 2013 because I thought things were going well. Well, we have some issues and I'm not sure what to do. Besides the usual fights over things, where I think logically and present my side of the argument well with facts that are relative to the subject and she rambles about how I'm a mama's boy and have a small dick. 
Um, well, yeah, I guess, in other words, you're probably right. So she's just capitulated and then I was just insulting you. Granted, this is your version of it. Anyways, he said, my biggest issue is her drinking. More specifically, how she acts when she's drunk. When we are drinking in public, set, sitting, not setting, sitting with a large group of people, she drinks too much and always blacks out. This is typically not a normal thing. It only happens once uh, every few months. But over the holiday season, it happened every weekend while at company Christmas parties, hers and mine, friends' houses, and while on a pub crawl. I have two big issues with her blacking out like that. One is that it's usually she only drinks excessively when other people, mainly her bitchy best friend, insist that my girlfriend should drink a lot, even though my girlfriend has a very low tolerance for alcohol. It's to the point that her best friend will say things to her like, if you don't take this shot, I hate you, slash, you're not my friend. Jesus Christ. And she's being serious. I have spoken with my girl repeatedly about how I feel that that's not a good idea or right to allow her friend to do that to her. And my girlfriend replies that she's not going to say no to her best friend no matter what. Jesus Christ. This is like a textbook codependent relationship here. Um, my second issue is that when she blacks out, once I get her in the, cab, the, the car or cab to take her home, she gets really quiet and starts saying she hates our relationship she hates me she hates living with me she wishes we would break up among other similar things once she sleeps it off and wakes up hung hung over she has no recollection of what she said to me the night prior and she says that drunk words they're drunk words and they mean nothing oh god i do not think that way it legitimately hurts my feeling and his feelings and it has happened so often recently that I've been weighing my options about whether it's time to end this relationship and move on. I'm not sure. I'm just being a pushy and need to get over it or if I have a legitimate gripe here. Dude, you totally have a legitimate gripe. He says, I care about my girlfriend a lot and until recently I was beginning to think about proposing marriage to her at some point. Dude, you cannot on any fucking level propose to this girl with this shit on the table right now. He said, I had planted in my head that if we were going to live together for two years, then we had the right stuff for marriage. Uh, with all this drinking stuff, though, I'm not sure where to go. If you have any tips or advice, I'd greatly appreciate it. Go fuck yourself. Can't wait to see a new special in 2014. Hope you perform in Boston. All right. Yeah, dude. Um, first things first, do not on any level propose marriage to this woman at all on any fucking level. Um, what you have to do is you got to put your foot down. All right, you have to say both things that you brought up, provided you're being honest with me, uh, you are 100% in the right. And you have to just say, look, um, you can't drink like that anymore. And you can't have a relationship with your friend like that anymore. Um, actually, you can because you are a free individual. But if you're going to be, then I, I want out of this relationship. I'm not going to be with somebody who drinks like that and more specifically drinks like that because a friend is making a drink like that. And second of all, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't, you know, there's an expression out there that, what does it say? Uh, a drunk man's words or a sober man's thoughts. I don't know. I, I would, oh shit, this is Bartnick. Hold on one second. Hang on, hang on. Joey B, just wrapping up the podcast. I'll be outside in two minutes, okay? All right, see you. Um, yeah, so I would basically, uh, 
Okay, so let's just compartmentalize this thing, okay? If that first issue, just the drinking thing, I would just lay down the gauntlet. You, if you, if you want to be with me, and you, you know, I'm not going to be in a relationship with that going on. That's unacceptable. I respect the fact if you still want to do it, but if you still want to do it, then you're moving out or I'm moving out, and we're not going to be a couple anymore because I'm not tolerating that. And you're well within your right to do that, and it's a great thing to say at 26 years of old to get some sort of self-esteem within a relationship and have some ground rules with yourself. This is your half of the circle. What do I want, and what am I willing to put up with? Where is my line? You found your line, and you tell her that that's where it is, you don't have to be a jerk. You don't have to get angry. Just say, this is my line. And I totally respect if you want to live on the other side of the line. I'm just not going to live with you doing that. Um, this other shit where she gets, she says she hates the relationship and wishes that you broke up. Um, if it happened one time, whatever, she does that every fucking time. I think those are her honest words. And I honestly would seriously consider getting the fuck out of that relationship. Um I think you, you guys have both been in a relationship for a long time. You got into it when you were really young. Maybe she still wants to see, explore, see what the fuck's out there. I have no idea, but that is a major, major fucking red flag. Um, and uh, I don't buy it. And I also don't buy that she's 100% drinking like that because her friend is making her do it. Uh, I think she wants to drink like she, maybe she's drinking like that cause she's not happy in the relationship. I don't know. There's a bunch of major red flags and you are 100% in the right. You're not being a pussy. You're being fucking mature and you're, you're saying what you want. Fuck this dude. You don't want some drunk with some drunk fucking friend who then gets hammered and says they don't want to be with you. When you dream, is that your dream girl? When you sit there in fantasy, kick this bitch to the curb. I've had it with her. I'm not even in the fucking relationship. You could do better. All right. I'm not saying she's not the one, but she needs to grow the fuck up. Don't say it like that, but that, that's what I believe. And that's, that's my thoughts, and I'm sticking with it. All right, my buddy's outside. I'm being a cunt. I got to get off here. Uh, have a great week. Go fuck yourselves, and um, that's it. I'll talk to you next week. Uh, I'm looking forward to some great football. All right, see you.